0: Well, we're going to go ahead and get started here on episode two of The Late Night Show. Uh, of course, this is featuring Nights of Last Call and guests. We've got uh, today, we got myself here, Derek Melinda, joined by Bob and Aaron, also known as William Brandness from our Patreon Discord, friend of the show, and uh, regular podcast contributor. How you guys doing? Great. All right. Well, we're, we're, we got the scotch poured. We're doing mm-hmm. scotch. So, cheers. Uh, cheers. 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 And uh, it is potent. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanna say first, uh, you know, thank you to anyone listening and everyone who has listened. Uh we got some pretty good um feedback and pretty good listening from our first podcast. So that's pretty exciting. Sounds well,
1: fun. The retention rate
2: was, was awesome.
0: Yeah, everyone's listening. So, you know, again, we understand it's a small audience, but you know what? This is a conversation just for us, not for really anybody else. So yeah, I mean, uh I think it's uh, you know, if you like that we said most people gonna turn off immediately. <laughs> Some people are going to stick around and listen for hours. But
2: most people stuck around for hours. Actually, that's the thing. Yeah, people didn't turn so off So I appreciate it.
0: Um, <laughs> no, I'm telling, trying to tell Aaron to turn his mic towards his mouth and talk I into it. I can't, like,
1: turn uh, it. There you there, go. There, there, there,
2: there.
0: there we Yeah. Unloosen yeah. 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 one of the knobbies. Yeah, oh, oh, if you need to, you can loosen the knobs. This
1: technology beyond me. Here we go.
0: There you go. Um, So, yeah. So, obviously, the point of this podcast is for us just to talk about random role-playing games. And... Uh, and kind of talk about things that have been on our mind and things that we have been uh, you know, discussing lately. A lot of Pathfinder 2 stuff, but also 5th edition stuff. And uh, last night, uh, we uh, played some role-playing games. Well, I kind of forgot the adventure, so we didn't really play too much. Oops. Uh, but uh, I thought we could start with something interesting, which has been kind of pressing lately. Uh, for anybody who's watched the show... Uh, or uh, listen to our podcast, um, or pays attention to the YouTube channel, you'll know that I uh, have an opportun- had an opportunity to, to play Pathfinder 2. Had well, could te- technically still do, uh, but unfortunately, Corwin, my fighter, uh, who I was really excited to play, I wanted to play a fighter, wanted to go with a free hand build, really focus on a lot of grappling and grabbing and using those feet, la- line, uh, what are they called, feet trees that sort of tie into you know having an open hand, and uh, I really, really wanted that. Well. Guess
2: what? He died. Now, everyone else died except for Bob. Except for Bob, I, I finally learned to run away. Now, did actually,
1: you... the key thing, Bob, was that you used a hero point on a skill check. Which yeah. which skill check? Uh, athletics. Yeah. Um, it but was to, to escape. D- yeah. Yeah. Because w- he, he had to jump over. I had to jump the sewer uh-huh. river, and he failed. Yeah, might uh, well, have been a critical so, fair, actually. I don't. So uh,
3: it's
2: I I was drawing the map for this mission. Sorry for this adventure. I guess it was a it's mission. But I mean, to whatever, be was, fair, that turn, was kind turn, of, we
0: were like, we're going to go into the sewers. Yeah, it was a mission. And I was like, we're going to find the goblins, and we're going to track them down, kill them, take their stuff. All right, that qualifies as a mission. So
2: I was drawing the map, and I'm my first, probably first or second time really drawing the map, and I thought I was doing a good job. it so, was a tough map. It, yeah, so I am drawing this was sewer map as we're going amazing. through, and uh, after we all were basically dead and, and my character was escaping, uh, Aaron, Will, William Brandis, took my, took my map and said, all right. Let's see if you can get out. Right, from memory. Basically. From memory. Yeah. And I was able to do it, but I did have to make that jump with that, with that uh, yep. hero point where I would have yeah. fell into the sewer. So, uh,
0: so my character died. Some other people died. And, um, you know, again, I'm not a player that often. So the other folks who died, they, they're players all the time. In fact, one of the players who died, a uh, friend of the show, George, uh, he, was already, he was already making new characters every few sessions just to try to, you know, explore the space. Well, that's not me. Okay. I knew what I wanted to play, and that's what I came there to play. And my fighter died. Well, now I got to make a new character. So what do I do? It's Pathfinder two. I could literally just run that character back exactly the same. That's right. Same background, same stats, same feats, same ancestry, same ancestry feat, everything. Same weapon,
2: new name. Doesn't
0: even technically need a new name. I know. And
2: Corwin. For example,
0: there's multiple people on Earth named Bob. (laughs) What? And obviously I haven't been playing, you know, if I, you know, it's like, well, ideally I'd like to play the character and get him to a very, very high level and see that. what, all, you know, but if I had been playing him for, I don't know, you know, four, five, six levels, you know, many multiple months, you know, I might be like, well, I feel like I've explored the space. Well, I mean, he only got to level two, you know, yeah. like I clearly don't feel
2: like I explored the did space. You, did you even really, I know mean, you grappled one of the goblins, but like throughout no, the mission, I, I feel like you didn't do much of what you wanted to do. Right, right, we did, did a little bit. I did a just little, little bit, little but, bit. It, but it,
0: we really didn't have to. Uh, because, yeah, because, you know, it's a low level bastard sword, 18 strength. I'm doing plus four damage, yeah, D12. I'm just guys. one-shotting most things, right? So, Kill three in one round. You know, yeah. You don't really have to do a lot until you get to the point where you're fighting a monster that has, you know, okay, this thing's going to take several strikes to bring down. But I'm in a dilemma because I I don't want to just make the same character and run it back because I feel like that's kind of lame. I feel like that's against the spirit of what the game is about, like, because... Right or wrong, the fact is my character died, and I can make the same exact character, and so it's almost like the death was meaningless, like in the sense that it didn't even happen because here oh, here comes Dorwin or Borwin, Corwin's you know twin
2: brother, twin brother from another mother, <laughs> just woke up of a, a
0: coma. You're from a farm. There's lots of children. That's right. You know he t- doesn't. I took up my brother's position, and I we've trained the same exact way as you know. And uh, I don't know. There's a part of me that that's what i want to do because i'm like i want to play a freehand fighter
2: i feel like you should do whatever advances your knowledge of the game
0: bob just because is that what is that what the problem is with the with the channel with the with the with the game is no. my lack of knowledge no, of the game no you have a
2: lot of knowledge i'm just saying <laughs> would you want well i like um one a friend again friend of the podcast Kaz, he wants to try the in- inventor i think right um yeah, I, I think i like, like try I on some things. Well that's what I'm saying. I don't even know what the inventor I've never even really looked into it.
1: Derek knows what he likes and what he wants, and so he fixates on that. Correct. Right? So, so Derek's got two problems here. <laughs> just two. Well, right. maybe three. Uh in this specific case. So so as Derek talked about before, you know, he's not a player often, right? Which I'm just gonna say this. No hard feelings. He's not used to dying.
0: That's true. In okay. fact, I wrote an exclusive post for our he patrons. Did. He mourned, uh, and it was basically
1: called uh, I, like, "I don't." He's die. going through the stages of grief. Right I don't now. die.
0: I don't die a lot, you know.
1: Yeah, right. And, and and it's compounded by two things. Actually, he doesn't play a lot, right? Yeah. And then Derek's really good at this game, so Derek just also just doesn't die. Right? That's
2: true. Now he almost escaped, and he got shot in the back.
1: Well, here here's the thing, too. <laughs> Right, the thing that's really bothering Derek is if I, I was just being a jerk DM, right? I'm just like, ah, you know what? Uh, Corin uh, trips and uh, falls on the sword. he's dead, right? Derek, would be like, you know, um, I guess we don't need to put that in the podcast, but you know, yeah, he'd flip <laughs> Aaron, me off. Aaron and, flips him off <laughs> uh, and be like, whatever. I come back as Dorwin, like he wouldn't hesitate because I was being a jerk. The problem is, is I'm a very passive DM, right? You know, I, I respond. So Derek walked into that room. Derek was vaguely aware of the challenge. You know, I'd mentioned a number of goblins previously, and they went in. It was it, a range.
0: It was a it range. It was a
1: range, but the floor was 15. Okay.
0: Yeah. And Well, I didn't expect, and the ceiling was 20, and it was 20. Well, that, that's the range. I mean, <laughs> 15 was still a lot. No. It, well, 15, though. 15, though, for me, would have been 150. That's under extreme. Sure. Yeah. Well. So doable.
1: Yeah. There was a lot of goblins.
0: There was a lot of goblins. There were too
1: many goblins. But you also didn't die in round one.
0: No, I killed three goblins in one round. And if everybody else in my party had been fighters, we would have killed 12 of the 20. There would have been eight left. And then they would have all been dead in round two.
1: I'm just saying (laughs) that there was probably some retrospectives going on there where the party was like, yeah, maybe we could have done a couple things differently there. Also, I'd like to point out,
0: I'd like to point out, I believe the fight lasted two rounds.
2: Yeah, I color sprayed, then I ran.
0: Correct. So in terms of like, what decisions were made? Yeah. Two rounds. Bob came in. The fight started. He tried to color spray a group of goblins, maximum that could fit in the area of a the cone. They all passed their save. The next round, Bob got attacked by a ton of monsters. The next round, Bob fled. Yep. I came in. I attacked. I killed three goblins. Uh, well, two, and then I killed one on an attack of opportunity. On my next round, second round, I killed one more and started to move towards the exit.
2: I mean, I would have died mm-hmm. if, if uh, the Oracle didn't Take half my damage from me, correct? Because I was getting crushed by those goblins.
0: It's a good thing that you took champion dedication so that you could wear heavy armor to have a much higher AC. Yeah, armor classes, and then just get hurt. hurt. <laughs> heavy armor gives you what net plus one at the end. That is true. Well, it is difficult for spell. Well, it's actually kind of a, of a catch twenty two. And again, we're we're getting off topic here. But uh, there we go. uh, I'm going to write this down because you know we we'll get back to it. But uh, the the ultimately, if you don't have the heavy armor, then you need high dex. So if you're a class that doesn't have high dex, and isn't in heavy armor, say a caster, right? Then your armor class tends to be a few points behind yeah, the yeah. quote unquote everybody has the same AC. If you have medium armor, you get a little bit of an advantage because then you only need like one or two points of dex to get to that you know five that you that you would normally get.
1: And as we know, goblin warriors are broken. So
0: well, they do have a really high bonus to hit. So. Going back, my my problem is I want to make a fighter. I wanted to make a fighter. I played a fighter and it was, I was enjoying it. Right. I thought it was going to be interesting. I was looking forward to, you know, the the tactics of tripping and grappling and bashing That's what you want to do. and bashing things with my bastard sword, um, you know, exploring the space in a way that none of the other knights uh, ever do by buying things like talismans, potions, yep. using my gold for, you know, playing Items. the game. Yes. yes. Yeah, things that you guys don't do. And
1: uh, yeah, I believe, Bob, that you guys don't do those things. Yeah. is what Derek's it's been told. To it's
0: been told. Well, and now he's dead. And so now it's like, well, if I make the same character, I feel like I am uh, cheating.
2: I mean, the same character? Like, exactly. Uh, wh- why would it's I Pathfinder 2. So why would I change it? attributes?
0: That, what, you think I made a mistake, Bob? See, you I- think
2: I could do better? No, I think that the dice were not in our favor that that that. All that the more
0: reason to make the same right. monster, right. Or the same character.
2: I, I personally wouldn't because I like to try different things. Well, yeah, but you've got the ADHD. I that's and I'm a player mostly. Right. So I don't, you know. Yeah, I know.
0: Like it's funny like you're like, "Oh, you don't play that often, Derek. That's true. You're like, oh, "So you want to Here's the thing. I've been a dungeon master for so long, you know, like if a monster dies and it didn't get to use the cool ability, it's fine. I'm going to use that monster again." Yeah. Oh, that monster dad! I'll use that monster. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. variety, versatility. I'm a dungeon master. I create worlds, universes. Okay, every potion you drink, I mixed. Every magical item you find,
2: I put it there. Well, and to Aaron's point, I think that he's right. You you don't play often, and you like what you like. And it's like, okay, this fighter is what I want to play and what I want to like. So yeah. I, I I just changed his name. Just don't and don't make it don't make a door win. I mean, obviously, <laughs> no,
0: obviously. Changing the personality could be a big part of that, you know?
2: Yeah. Oh, you're right. You don't have to be this. You don't have to be the same person. This mercy, yeah. or well, you're like almost like a mercenary at the Yeah, so it was like, very
1: yeah. mercenary, cocky, kind of like devil may care. Which, ironically, that's that was a part you could really change. Yeah. In older editions of the game, right? You got to re roll your attributes, but if you picked a fighter, your fighter advanced the same way as any other fighter. So they looked exactly the same
0: as. You know, when we say older editions of the game, we mean like old school, yeah. you know, uh, First edition, second edition D&D, we need, like, a basic D&D. Oh, even like, fifth edition, right? You know, you can take the array or you roll your dice, right? A lot of yeah. people roll. So. Sure. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know. It's It, it was a it's a very – it's a it's sort of an existential crisis for me because I'm not quite sure. You know, and then I think, well, okay, well, it could be something else. You could be a goblin. There are 20 classes. There are 20 classes. And then I look at them like, nah. Yeah, and
1: nah. I Well, the problem, too, is this is all in your head, right? Because, like, you know I'm not going to say anything. No one else in the party is going to say anything. It's only oh, you no, no, that's no, no, judging no. yourself. This is yeah. This is me. This is the most important critic. You're going to sit this there and be me. like, "I hate you, Darwin." Yeah, I feel like whatever you whatever you pick, I'm going to be like, "Yeah,
2: okay." Mm. As long as we can uh, make some society checks. Well, part of it is, um, and this is
0: just sort of a, a bias, you know, from playing many, 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 many years of, of role playing games. Uh, I don't want to be a caster unless we were higher level. Yeah, if we were fifth level maybe even third level, I might be more interested in being a caster because then I would have, I feel like, more tools. Um, Kaz, our friend who was playing Oracle, you know, some of his session feedback was always like, wow, I wish I had more spells. And I think that's a very valid spell because, you know, we talk about the kind of the weird incongruity in Pathfinder 2 between, you know, all these martial classes who don't have any limited per-day abilities. Right. A barbarian yeah, can I mean, rage
2: hit, 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 all
0: day. A barbarian can rage all day. Yep. A rogue can sneak attack all day. A monk can use all their key points. Right. But casters have these limited resources of slots. And that is a real thing. But by the time you're 10th level. Yeah. It's but, our, OK. That, and that? you have 18 slots. OK. Like you're like, yes, I get that this is a limited resource. But really. And, and, and even less so. Bauer, should I should say um, it's even less of a limited resources in Pathfinder 2 than Pathfinder 1, because in Pathfinder 1, to be fair, your lower level spell slots were oftentimes very, very useless. Right, right. Because the DCs were tied to the spell level. Right. So your level one spells were basically like they didn't do anything. Yeah, PF two really so that only really matters. Pf two that does, like, does not cap. matter. If you yeah. take the right spells at level one and level two, even when you're a twelfth level caster, yeah. still getting value. You're still getting a lot of value out of that. So suddenly you have twenty of these things. You're getting a lot more mileage out of it. But at low level, you just get three
2: spells. Is that because you've you're used to playing like other editions that had more slots, like other D and D type editions, because no, to me, I think he just likes higher level spells because they're well, more fun. No, well, I'm just saying I, I play caster, and, and you're like you get you get level one spells, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, that just because what, I, I don't know anything different. Well, correct, you've never
0: played before, but I guess I guess the equivalent would be like casting a spell is the fun part. Yeah, right. As a fighter or a barbarian, okay, raging is the fun part. Yes, right. Now imagine Asius, your high level barbarian. Okay? And raging is a fun part. Rage gives you your feats turn on. Temporary hits you points. You get the temporary hit points. You do a lot more damage. Mm-hmm, yeah. You can use all of your feats that are tied to your rage mm-hmm. power, like, shake it off. Yep. You can only do that when you are raging. Now, imagine if you could only rage twice a day. Yeah. After you've raged the second time, would you really want to keep playing? Because now you're just really bad. Like, you're yeah. already probably worse than the fighter when raging, and now you don't even have rage. So... For yeah, I'd be ca- like, you guys
2: want to go back to town?
0: You want to go back to town. <laughs> yep. And so for a caster, I'm like, all right, well, if I run out of my spells, yeah, I don't want to keep playing. I don't want to cast Electric Arc over and over and over again. I want to cast my fun spells. Well, if I cast a fun spell every round of the combat, after a three-round fight, I am out of spells.
1: Well, there's some good news here, though. Pathfinder 2 really considered this in their game design. They just got rid of all the fun spells. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, you don't have to worry. Yeah,
0: so don't worry about it. Right, I'll just cast Magic Weapon, cast Magic Weapon, and then cast Electric Arc. Yeah. yeah. Shield. Yeah. Light, light spell. Yeah. I, again, I get it. Like, they really try to make cantrips quote-unquote better, but they're not. Even Electric Arc, which everyone's like, it's busted. No, it's not. It does D4 damage per level plus your stat, save for half. Now, is that is that good for something that like, quote-unquote free? Well, yeah, I guess, but compared to what? You're spending two actions to do that, like... The fighter, the ranger, the they can just shoot arrows. They can just like stab things. For you know, my fighter was doing D twelve oh, plus it's, it's four two damage. targets. My fighter was doing D twelve plus four damage. I'm just saying. Oh sure, yeah. Now, against goblin warriors, electric arc really awesome. Yeah. Against anything else in the game that doesn't have six hit points, if it has twenty hit points and you're like
2: five damage, save for half. You're like, uh, well, yeah. I assume if you're a spellcaster, you're the not. Game. You're not until later levels. You're not really. Trying To be the damage dealer,
0: cantrips to me are a consolation prize, yeah. You know, they're hey, we've we ran out of all the good stuff, but you know, and rather than sending you home with nothing, here's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
2: I mean, it's free and you could use it over and over again. Bob's so. like, I love it, it's free. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> Bob, Bob's like, I never cast my slots, I save them. <laughs> I almost didn't use color spray in that mission because you were, <laughs> you were like, you're like, why wouldn't you use color spray? I was like, oh, I was thinking about using electric arc, and you're like. You just use color, so you can hit like all six of them. And I was like, "Yeah, but I don't want to use my spell slot."
1: You were saving them for something a more
2: dangerous <laughs> yes. fight, right? Something. We were, we were in the double
0: extreme, two hundred XP fight, that was and Bob's XP
2: like, uh, "Man, I don't know if this is the right time." Again, I'm getting new to this caster thing, and They're I'm punched not...
1: up in a perfect color. <laughs> they <a> formation. <laughs> standing
2: in a cone, but I'm fifteen feet long. hit and <laughs> But I'm else. so used to being a melee, like you said, where I'm like, I just can keep hitting. So I don't want to use these valuable resources if I don't think I need them. And I don't know when I don't need them yet, but I don't have to worry about when I'm a melee character. I just run up and hit things. So Kandris to me are like swinging. They're just really weak swings. Yeah, they're just really weak swings. And so to
0: that end, I don't want to play a low-level caster because I want to be able to cast several spells a fight. And I don't want to go home after every fight. So then it's like,
2: okay, well. That's Plus, I think we need a, a strong fighter in that's the, the group.
0: That's off the, that's off the table. And then the, so then it leaves your martial characters. And, well, like, if it's a fighting-type character, I'm like, okay, there's all these fighting-type characters. And in a game where we've proven, right, you, you, the whole point of this game is to get bonuses to hit, right? Yep. Aid, actions, using heroism, buff spells, flat-footing your opponent. Okay. You do it all that. The fighter is always just two points higher than everybody else on attack bonus. Yeah. Always. And the gunslinger. Because they have expert, they start expert proficiency and they go to legendary proficiency. So if you're the name of the game, and we've just talked about this before on the channel, hitting is fun, missing sucks, mm-hmm. right? Given the choice, you're about to make an attack roll, and I go, okay, wait before you roll, I want to get, I want to pull you. Would you rather hit or miss with this attack? Let me know.
3: Hit. Well,
1: I think if I missed there, it would really increase the drama of this moment and make the story
0: better. It's possible, but all that being said, <laughs> oh, also. Also, would you rather critical, oh, critical. Okay. Or, or, or just regular hit? Well, guess what? If you answered yes to either of those other two <laughs> questions, you want to be a fighter. Yeah, flowchart. Because uh, mm-hmm. guess what? They crit more often and they hit more often. In fact, all things being equal, most monsters are sort of designed around a paradigm. This is the case if you look at the Game Mastery Guide Math, that a uh, character who has the standard martial proficiency, meaning they started trained, and then at fifth level they become an expert, and then at uh, 13th level, they become a master, mm-hmm. and they keep their stat up, and they keep their thing up. They will hit monsters on 11 or higher, and that means—I'm oh, sorry, 10 or higher. Mm-hmm. That means you have a 55% chance of hitting, but technically, there's 10 or more is a crit, so it's a 55% chance of hitting. So what it really means is it's a 50% chance of hitting— and a five percent chance of critical because that's when you roll the twenty, yep. which is also ten higher. Yeah. Like right. it's a it's a crit for both reasons. Yeah, so the math checks now, out there. A fighter has two better than that. So that means across the entire game, a fighter is always on general critting on an 18, 19, and 20. Yep. A fighter has a 15% chance of critting, and a regu- every other martial character in the game has a five percent chance of critting. A fighter is three times as likely. Three times, three hundred percent more likely to critical than any other martial character baseline I before mean, you even do anything.
1: Fighters got to
2: fight. Yeah, it seems like they were. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I don't know. It's like there's only a certain number of things you should be picking if these are what you want to do, right? Like I want to be the damage dealer. That okay, but to melee da- to deal damage, you have to hit. Well, that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I what do you want to be in the party? I want to be the the guy that does the damage melee. Because I don't want to sell, okay, then you should be a fighter. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I want to be the healer. Okay, I mean, you should so be cool. this. There was by a way, conversation
1: this... on Discord about this, right? Like, could you build a better ranger with a fighter? So, you know, free type fire chassis. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Like, could you use other classes yeah. to build an actual better ranger? Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, and I, by, the, and by the way. <laughs> probably. By the, yeah, also, by the way, outside of that, like, I also don't like hyper specialization, right? I don't like to be that super niche character. I like to have versatility. That's very appealing to me. Okay. So you look at Aesius. Mm-hmm. He's a dwarf, giant instinct barbarian, two-handed maul. Yeah. He is that creature, literally, right? He is a sledgehammer in the workshop. He does one thing. That's it. Oh, yeah. Hey, there's a creature that's more than 10 feet away. Sorry, can't do anything about it.
2: They're casting large on me, you know.
0: Um, <laughs> hey, we have any sort of challenge or difficult situation? Can't help you there. <laughs> um, hey, this creature is a this creature is immune to bludgeoning. Sorry, check in with me later. Yeah. Well, can't you use this other weapon? I could, but I'd be really shitty with it. Fighters. Oh, you're like. Well, what about your feats? Don't they help you out? And you're like, yeah, no, they all just make me do more damage and rage.
2: Mostly. Yeah,
0: and uh, a fighter, their feats. They let them really do a lot of cool different powers and abilities. And then they even get these, like, flex feats later on. They're almost like spells where each day in the morning, the fighter gets feats that they can pick for the day.
2: Well, that's, yeah, that sounds awesome. So you're
0: like, oh, I know that I'm going to be going against a bunch of creatures today. I'm going to take Whirlwind Strike because I want to be able to have that sort of AOE ability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that'll be very useful against this particular. Well, now I
2: kind of want you to play the fighter.
0: Me too. They're just so good. I just
2: didn't see you do anything. I mean,
0: I saw you burn, hurt a bunch of stuff. Well, I killed more goblins than the rest of the party combined. So I, well, I, I don't and know. Sure. more
2: monsters throughout the campaign. Correct. And
0: uh, how many monsters? How many? But what p- I'm saying how is many people? I want to trip. People, and... How many people didn't get to have a turn because I went first?
1: <laughs> Which, by the way, fighters are good at going first. And
0: they're also, good by the way, That's they're true. also good at going first. They start with expert perception.
2: Yeah, I just, I'm just, I, I just want to see you do what you wanted to do. Yeah. Trip. I want to see these other things you're talking about. I want to see fifth level, thirteenth yeah. level. The only other option, if we ever get there, because we're doing regular
1: XP, is to go. It takes a long time to level up. I could have up. been a dick. I could have started you guys back at one. <laughs>
0: the only other option is to go dual wield gnomish flick mace. That's the only That's other true. option.
1: Well, we could
2: we could pass the gnome adoption agency on the way back. Oh, it's, to it's town. global. There's all kinds of them all yeah, we place. Find, yeah. We could find find somebody because I'll
0: be admitted. Because here's the thing, right? As cool as my fighter is, right? Like, with his free hand, how much cooler would he be? With yo-yos. Well, if he had 10-foot reach. Think about it. You start with Attack of Opportunity as a fighter. Yeah. That's really powerful. That's really busted. Do you think if he had two yo-yos, that fight would have gone differently? No, Bob still would have screwed the pooch. Not, I like how <laughs> it's my fault it that Aaron
2: fault. rolled good. It is your fault. By the way. I didn't do anything wrong. Play, I played it perfectly.
0: Perfect reason <laughs> for why a player should roll all the dice.
2: Oh, then it would be my fault.
0: Yeah, so we'll, yeah, so we, we right, because that's the funny thing about it, right, is like, you're rolling dice, it's random, it doesn't actually matter who rolled the dice, but it feels like it's more your fault, right? Well, yeah, I and mean, I, Aaron uh, rolled them, uh, I mean, me. I,
1: I gotta say, I'm really glad I rolled in front.
2: Yeah, it was, it, it was rough just looking at the dice going, like, where's the low numbers? Yeah, you're like, where's you the one? You guys would have been like, nah,
1: there's no way, there's no way.
0: <laughs> Again, uh, quite statistically, very unlikely, I would point, yeah. that they all passed, but, um, Yeah, uh, we've we've floated around this idea of, and I've always been a big fan of this, I love the idea of players rolling all the dice. Yeah.
1: I like it. I hate it because when I'm a player, I roll terrible. (laughs) Like for me, a fighter is not a good option. We've seen this. I was the one fighter in PF2 that never crit.
0: That's, that as does, does check out. But it's just, you know, it's, it's more fun for me to throw my dice with my fireball and my color spray. And rather than them saving against my spell, I'm trying to overpower their will. Yeah. You know, so.
2: I mean, it's pretty easy to make, make, a, make a reflex save for the guy. I mean, it's pretty, you could just, anybody can roll that.
0: Right. Also, it makes more sense because, as we know, you can be paralyzed in Pathfinder 2. And you still get to make a reflex save, All right. And if I'm correct, without a penalty. So (laughs) that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. But if I'm like throwing a fireball and I'm trying to hit a person who is paralyzed, okay, and I don't, then it's like, well, it wasn't that they didn't dodge. It's just your aim was off. I missed them. You know, I let them too much. Uh, Bob's looking up our, our cards. Yeah, Bob, what do we got?
2: Uh, well, yeah, your body is frozen in place. You have the flat-footed condition, yep. and you can't act except to recall knowledge and act in other ways that re- require only the use of the g- use of your mind. Um, so, really, it's just a minus two circumstance penalty to arm a class. Yes,
1: correct. Um, you know, it's interesting though because like the descriptions we tend to take literally. Like, look at the lay on hands conversation the other day. Yeah, so like. I mean, I look at that and say,
2: you're frozen in place. You can't act. But do not well, really Well, act, act means you don't
1: get actions. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's all it means. But no, a real, no. but realistic. I'm talking about frozen in place, right? Oh. So what does reflex say? When you make a reflex save, does it say no. you move? Nope. Nope. No. no. Well, I'll give you another well, one. Well,
2: that's actually kind of funny, too, about reflex save, too. Like, the fireball's coming, and it is hitting this area. All right? You're in the dead center of it. Correct. I make a reflex save. All right, you... Dodge out of the way, but your character is actually still in that
1: exact same spot. Right, you didn't move. Well, That's because it's got yeah, five feet to play with.
2: Well, uh, but you're in the middle of the fireball. It's not like a bomb. <laughs> well, I'll give you,
1: I'll give you another I'll give you another
2: example.
0: You could be paralyzed. Okay. Well, here uh, you guys have your decks of cards in front of you. So yeah. paralyzed clearly does not affect your ability to uh, your your reflex save. It doesn't say that. It does mm-hmm. not say that. And, well, it definitely does not do that. But if you take a look at unconscious, which hopefully is in your deck. Um, if you take a look at unconscious, unconscious, which fundamentally should be the same thing, right? But, you know, you're... Uh, uh, blinded. What blinded? Well, you yeah, can't
2: act like and you're blinded and flat-footed. You're blind take you're a minus four status penalty to AC perception and the reflex saves.
0: Right. So if you're unconscious, laying on the floor, you get a minus four penalty to your reflex save. But here's the thing. If you're paralyzed or you're unconscious... You're just as good at resisting being grappled because it's a fort save.
1: (laughs) Why do we play this game? So if
0: someone is unconscious and you go, okay, well, I'm going to go like, you know, hold them down and grapple them. You're like, okay, well, their fort save is completely the same. You fail. You fail. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) What would that be like? Imagine trying to put in, uh, not a, not, a, not a struggling person, not a prone Fair. person, a knocked out, unconscious person, and you go, "I'm going to go put them in an armbar. I'm going to go put them in a in a in a in a hold." Nope. You got to make a check, and it's against their fort save. Yeah, their fort's really good. Their too. fort DC, I should yeah, say, yeah. and their fort DC is really good. Yeah, but they're unconscious, so doesn't matter. That affects their reflex save. Their bones resist you. Yeah, their body itself fights you off.
1: They're yeah. paralyzed, so it's, it's just my, like, uh, no, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> like the limb doesn't move
0: now. So this is a great well, that's example. My thing. It's my unconscious so, self. so this is this is something we can talk about. Is that rule just dumb and no one should f- follow it?
2: I mean, I think that
0: is that what a GM is for?
2: That's when I think the GM needs to step in and be like, you're, "You're unconscious,
0: dude." But why wouldn't? Why is that a rule then? They clearly oh, unconscious has all these texts.
2: I don't know. Maybe there's something I don't know about. Deep in the rules that
0: would make that not. So how do you how do you know you're not busting up the whole game? Like because that make sense. You bought a six hundred page <laughs> rule book for a reason.
1: I get it. No, I mean, listen, we probably are busting up the game. I mean, like I said the other day, we had a, a, a long conversation about lay on hands, and we got some very experienced DMs on that Discord. Right, a lot of people that have been running games for a long time. So. You know, no, no disrespect, Bob. This Speaking wasn't. Of this it, wasn't you and Nick going. Oh, I wonder that, how
2: lay on hands. If you want to join that conversation, join the Patreon. That's how you get access to the Discord to have all this random lay on hands uh, conversations right. about uh, with all these actual and spell strike
1: lots of spell strike conversations.
2: Actually, so the, the, I did, the lay on hands was actually a really good conversation. So, well, it was. So, yeah. so,
0: so in pre- well, we'll we'll get to the lay on hands conversation, but I will say this: for as a fun experiment, I went through the GM, I uh, went through the patron list, mm-hmm. um, and I used everyone's level. We have like a bot that tracks tracks how often people are posting. And I use that as a proxy for the people who are on the Discord the most, right? Because just because you're a member of the Patreon does not mean you're always a super active member of the Discord. But I use the people as a percentage. And then I use my perception, because most of these people are people I've gotten to know pretty well, of how much GMing experience they actually have on the um, uh, playing the games. Yep. Sorry, that was really confusing. Meaning. This person been this person's been game, running games and for thirty years, right? At any point in time on the Discord server, there is approximately around two hundred years worth of GM <laughs> experience at any time on the on the Discord server.
2: Yeah, I would say like me and maybe um, Tyson are the only ones that are talking a lot that aren't experienced GMs. I mean, yeah. most people that are talking are yeah. twenty plus years of right. DM experience and it's been
0: very educational
1: for me. But we 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 were well, having this conversation. Well, all these guys, 200 years of DMing, uh, all of us were like, "What? That's how somatic works. This is how lay on hands works. What is this?"
0: Well, we had a good one today from a, a new patron. He goes, "So if he goes, so if you put one hand on someone, is it only half healing?" And oh. everyone's <laughs> like, "What?" And they're like, "It says lay on hands with an S. Right. That yeah. implies that you need both." <laughs>
1: and he's like, "So if you only get one lay on hand." I think, I think lay on hands, actually. I got it right here, actually, because I'm sitting in the next spot. Let's see here. Uh, your hands become infused with positive energy. Healing living creature, blah, blah, blah. Um, healing uh, living creature or damage an undead creature with a touch. A touch. Yep.
2: Yeah, I feel like you your hands, and then you just kind of tap. Yeah, you just got to go. But we re, re realized that you could backhand slap someone and lay on hands. Correct. On, which I
0: thought was great. Right.
1: But... Yeah, I mean, here's the uh, thing. That's though. the part that's in some max. It's That's not in Lay on Hands. But, oh, correct.
0: But yeah. what I think the question should be is do all – we all accept that Pathfinder 2 is a much more mechanically complex game. And, and, and in the space of role-playing games, at this point in time, you've got 5th edition, right, the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Yep. Then you've got Pathfinder 2. Not to be 2,
1: confused with the 800-pound core rulebook from uh, <laughs> Pathfinder 2.
0: And then you have Pathfinder 2, which is, you know, the scrappy little dog. You know, you might have call of Cthulhu, which for some reason has a very vocal It uh, does. And and and
1: we have in our number group two on uh, mm. Roll
0: Twenty. Strong online presence. And then there's like everything else, right? All the other, you know, scrappy little games that are playing. So when you're thinking about it between Pathfinder two and fifth edition, it's like, well, you're playing Pathfinder two because you want a game with more mechanical complexity. Mm. But what is what is all this mechanical complexity? <laughs> what is this doing for, this doing for your, your game? <laughs> What are you getting out of this by having to sit there and make a decision about whether or not a paladin can actually lay on hands with their elbow or if they're wielding a sword and a shield, can a war priest actually use a three action heel? The answer is no. Um, and so, you know, what is that? What is the point of all that? What what were the game designers trying to create with that situation? Or did they even think about it? I should even add that. Did they have a plan? How long was the I, I uh,
1: playtesting and you know, editorial process for PF2? I didn't at really least pay two attention. Years. At so, least two years. I mean, the beta was out for at least a
0: full year. I mean, I bought it. I had it. it was, they, they published a book, which was the beta rule.
1: Yeah. I mean, we looked at it and kind of just didn't do anything with it at the time.
0: Yeah. I don't even know what we were playing at the time. It might have been nothing. What year was that? Yeah, it? Yeah, it came out during like the crazy times when I was like hiking on the Appalachian Trail and stuff, yeah. and it was just not really. So natural.
2: Is your is your thought that they try to make it complex, but then they missed something, or they they complexed it to, and actually confused it? Yeah, that they should have simplified well, it. So, no, because so, some some things the text itself is. I'm trying. I'm trying to get
1: what you your. Um, this is my theory with with why the game is the way it is, right? So this is this is obviously coming from a, a third edition chassis. And, and third edition, what it tried to do is actually be very simulationist, not gamist, right? It wanted to abstract reality as it was so that you could basically do whatever you want, right? Derek and I call it like the physics engine of, of RPGs, right? And Pathfinder 1 is just a continuation of that. So you get to PF2, and PF2, you know they had some clear design goals that they wanted to do with PF1. You know, they wanted to streamline it, clean it up. Uh, obviously, you know that they want to compete with 5E. So thinking about how do we get new players in? Because you, know, you said you, you did before our Panther campaign. You sat down at PF1, and it's overwhelming the number of books. You know you have and the complexity you can build your characters right. Like, like it's so much for a new player. Right, and they were aware of that, and they wanted to clean it up. And also very easy to make bad choices or overpower choices. Right? So all the things that they were thinking about when they come into this game. So. But you're coming into it with this this kind of simulationist background, which doesn't really care about game balance as much, right? It's a, it's a notion, but it's not the primary goal, right? I wouldn't say that was the primary goal in third edition. You know, it was about consistency and uh, having that work across everything, right? Uh, an example: what was the big thing in third edition? Monsters and players used the same rules. So you know, in, in earlier editions, monsters were made how? You know, However, randomly, yeah, very, and they were very bare bones. Very bare bones. Fourth edition had a very different system of monsters. An NPC looked very different from a player. They worked very differently. But third edition, they were identical. You know, uh, they, they player the chose feats. Yep. Monsters chose feats. Yep. Players choose skills. Monsters chose yep. skills. And part of that makes sense to me. Well, and again, because that makes sense, and that was actually the idea. Third edition was like, you should be able to look at this and go, yes, it's an abstraction, but this makes sense. That was, that was the coolest thing That also helps to you
2: build monsters, I would think, too. If you uh, know they're built, like... <sighs> yes, but or still very painful. Well, yeah, <laughs> but how long does it take you, you
0: to make a character?
2: Exactly. <laughs> now, a lot less. But back in the day, an hour or two? Imagine doing that for a monster.
0: <laughs> yeah, day. but imagine having to do that for several monsters, for several fights, right. every time you play.
2: I just converted a thing to PF2, and it was taking a bit of time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It was. it's a lot of time, right? So anyways, you know, trying to skip ahead, right? So so Pathfinder 2 is is trying to be two different things, right? Especially when you factor in that... It's got a 4th edition develop on there because 4th edition did a lot of things right. But it's trying to be this game that doesn't actually want to be a simulationist because it wants you to have heroic adventures and adventure paths. And they want to be dramatic and cool stories. And they don't want the the DM to be like, you know, what did you just sell me? It didn't work. My player came in and one-shotted my... Big bad evil bad guy, you know, like all that stuff, right? Things we talked about before, right? So, so they're trying to curb away from that simulationist uh, system, but they're also, you know, as Derek mentioned before, right? They're trying to provide this mechanical thing, right? They're trying to appeal to their previous audience, the Pathfinder One people who came in from a simulationist background, right? And they're also trying to appeal to the call it the Fallout market of Five E, where people are looking for something for a little bit more crunch, so. There is this obligation they have where everything has to be defined, right? And if you look at how Pathfinder Two is built, right, it's a, it's like a, it's like a object oriented program, right? You have these uh, inheritance trees with your traits, right? I think the one guy that worked on it was actually a comp sci guy, right? So yeah, Mark Sefter. Yeah, Uh Uh, so you know if you actually look at it that way and you do any sort of software engineering, you actually go, oh, okay, I see how it was built. But like, it's it's also something that's just like crazy with the number of classes that they have. I'm not talking about character classes. I'm talking about like the traits and the depths and how everything like just tears down and so Example: oh, This is
0: an interact, but an interact has a manipulate, yes. but the
1: manipulate, you know, and the, a manipulate
0: the... causes an attack of opportunity. Okay. You're like, cause you're like, but you're like, oh, okay. But then you're like, oh, but does a spell. Here's the thing. There is nowhere in the book when you read a spell that tells you whether or not casting a spell will allow someone with attack of opportunity to attack you. Instead, you need to understand that a spell is composed of several actions because it's an activity. And some of those actions, like somatic, have the manipulate trait. Mm-hmm. And if something has a manipulate trait quite separately, yep. you need to know that the manipulate trait triggers. triggers attack of opportunity.
1: Yep. Another example that So that's like a great really example popular.
0: of where Pathfinder 2 can be like, it's like absurdly complex in its simplicity. Right.
2: Didn't you just say that five e though you had to look up a rule and the rule referred to another rule? Well, no, that was an index. <laughs> that was an index. Oh, okay. No, but no, no. but that's the same principle. Yeah. Like, why don't you, Why not? Why
0: not just tell me when I look at cast a spell whether
1: it provokes an attack yeah. of opportunity? Well,
2: wouldn't that just add too much text to the? I mean, there's a million reasons
1: why they wouldn't do it. No, number no, one, no, I actually, added more text to say look up uh, wisdom in the five e case like, because the reason why they don't want to put
0: that number one is because now you have to put that there. Number two, uh, so it takes up more room. Number two, what if the spell is only verbal? Well, then it doesn't provoke an attack of
2: opportunity. Yeah, I mean, they were trying to simplify it by making it more
1: complicated, I guess. But, well, another example I think is important, and this gets to my next point, is look at parrying. So parrying. Uh, Say that again. Parrying. Parrying? Parry. P a r r y. Oh, right. Okay, Parry. Parrying an attack. It's an action you can take. Oh, no, you mean the trait. The trait, sorry, the weapon on, on, trait. The, on the weapon trait, Parry.
0: Yeah, some weapons had the
1: parry trait. Right. Well, if you use that, that actually provokes an attack for opportunity.
2: It has a manipulate action? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I didn't know Or manipulate trait. Manipulate trait. So you're trying
1: that. to increase your armor class, so you're going to use this weapon that you bought specifically to help parry an attack. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, if you're doing that against a fighter, they're going to stab you in the face.
2: <laughs> That's kind of funny. Well, right. does that even make sense? No, I guess my not. second point. It's like I parried their weapon, and what, they come with another weapon? Well, I got that one away. <laughs> So why is it coming no, at you're, me? You're
1: actually leaving an opening.
0: It's even worse. You're leaving an opening. But for the weapon that you parried. Well, that's the thing. it, it, it Parrying weapons work like raising a shield. Right. On your turn, you can spend an action... To basically
1: raise your weapon. So imagine if that's you cool. raised a shield and invited the enemy to attack Right.
0: Imagine if raising a shield
1: provoked so you, attack you you're actually aren't
2: impairing anything. You're just opening yes, yourself up. Correct. correct. Well, that's
1: what. The best part about this that's argument awful. are the people on Reddit trying to defend now, this. Here, oh, it's like, such a great move. Now,
2: here's the, that's
0: the, Aaron makes the best part. That's <laughs> obviously an absurd and stupid rule. But there was a very, very large vocal group of people on the Paizo forums and Reddit defending this, being like, that's what's in the rules. And they wouldn't have put it in there if they didn't mean for that to be in there. And uh, think about it. Think about it. If you're trying to use the weapon defensively,
2: like, that, I could I could totally see how that might make someone easier to hit you. Now, they, now, now a lot of creatures don't have attack of opportunity, so it's maybe not the worst thing. But if they did, you're effed. Well, yeah, That's it's, stupid. Terrible. it's stupid. It's stupid. That's, that it's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. And, and, and here's the thing. Just, could yeah. they well, just take out well, the manipulate I'll trait you, of it, I'll or is you, that, it, would that make it
0: I'll give you the. I'll give you the same. I mean, it's the same kind of example where the rules can cause a lot of problems. For example, gigantic, you know, uh, you guys are fighting. You're out on a battlefield. You're trying to close the distance to the enemy fortress, right? There's a war-torn battlefield. There's, you know, siege engines and wagons that have been destroyed. They're burning. Up ahead is the enemy fortress. You know, the, the dark walls crewed by cruel, evil humanoids, you know, gnolls with their wicked bows, and they're shooting down. And then, you know, a knoll a leader comes to the top, issues out a war cry, and you see hundreds of gnolls all pull and knock at the same time, and, you know, like... 300, you know, their arrows will blot out the sun. And everyone around you, you know, party members are like getting behind wooden barricades, and they're like, you know, grab some cover. And you're like, no, I got a shield.
1: Yeah, it does the exact same thing.
0: It does the exact same thing, and I can't get any better than what I already have, yeah. so I'm just going to stand here. And you're like, yeah, but you have a shield. Wouldn't, wouldn't you want to get behind cover, too? No, it doesn't no. do anything different.
2: Yeah, that one I think is a little less than Perry. I mean, it is. I mean, Perry but should the, just write in there— Manipulate, does not provoke a tab of opportunity. Now,
0: now, there are instances in the game where they do do that.
2: That's what I'm saying. I've seen that I before. And I hate it. But at least then no, you know. No, that's even
0: worse. That's even worse. <laughs> Why give something a definition, but then uh, sometimes to really fuck with we you. We call that spaghetti. Okay. Good. Sometimes well, to really fuck with you, it goes, like, for example, for example, imagine you went out, okay, and you bought a, you know, a, a box of light bulbs. Okay, and it says these light bulbs are all sixty watt. Do not use in any thing that is not a sixty watt, uh, whatever they're called, socket. Okay, but occasionally there was a bulb in there that had written on it at the bottom, Say for fifty. This one can be used. Don't use this one in sixty; it'll <laughs> fuck it up.
2: Wouldn't you be a little pissed? Yeah, but 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 I'm trying to think of okay. So what else is the manipulate action? Go against.
0: What's well, an not an action. Manipulate oh, sorry, is a trait. The trait. Manipulate okay. trait is simply saying that this is an action which involves using your hands to move and fiddle with something. Oh, no, I get that. Okay. Which is important, right? As which, we
1: discuss, you can't cast spells, uh, somatic spells, if you don't have your hands. And you can't parry if you don't have your hands. Hands are very important in Pathfinder. Okay.
2: So then the manipulate trait in that instant to parry is important, but we don't want to provoke that tu- attack but, opportunity because it fluid t- doesn't make sense. And
0: that is tied to the manipulate trait. And so, yet, and yet, there are numerous examples. And like, if that was the rule, and it was the one rule, the rule them all. Like, I'm like, at least I can respect that. But there are countless examples in this system where something has a manipulate trait, and, and all the manipulate trait basically says is, oh, by the way, I should note, if you had a spell, and you're going to cast it, and you go, someone goes, does that provoke an attack of opportunity? You would say, I don't know, doesn't say it does. And someone would say, "Look at the traits." Yeah, does it say somatic? And it does. It say, you are like, okay, I don't, I don't see manipulate.
1: Right. You have to look up somatic. That's one and of the traits. Yeah. And you're like, hmm.
0: Okay, I guess not. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. What? How many actions is it? And what are the material components? Or what are the spellcasting components? Uh, verbal, okay. And somatic. Oh, look up somatic. Okay, somatic has manipulate. And then you look at manipulate, and you're like, okay, this will give this the answer. And manipulate says you need to use your hands. And you're like. So it doesn't provoke an attack of opportunity. You're like, wait, 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 wait. Do you have attack of opportunity? Do your monster does? And you're like, yeah. Right. Look up attack of opportunity. Now you look up attack of opportunity. And it goes, okay, did they move? To, oh, did they use an action with the manipulate trait? Yes. yes. Okay, now it does. So even looking up manipulate doesn't actually tell you that it well, provokes an attack of opportunity. to be fair,
1: though, that's because I think that's our that's our third edition stuff, Biden's in the ass, because there is no provoking attacks or opportunity. And, no, no, it's not that. It's. Because here's the you, thing you are
0: setting a condition for a trigger, right? But that's that is a common error is that attack of opportunity is not a thing, for example.
1: Oh, there, there, there's a uh, reaction well, that no, fighters get, right? Well, that saying, triggers
0: correct. But what I'm saying is, um, monks get uh, an ability called standstill, okay? All right, and when an opponent moves,
1: right, that's their trigger, that's their, their trigger, their t- it doesn't happen on a manipulate. right? right? That's it's what I'm saying, it's different. It is different. There is no provoking attacks opportunity. Correct. That's a third edition. Right. There it. is no provoking. Only thing that's happening is I'm just well, doing Technically, I guess it goes all look, the way I back. would make Fine. it even more complicated.
2: I would say parry, uh, manipulate, but then the weapon they swung with is, it cannot be used for the attack of opportunity. Well, no. Here's the thing, though. You there's not nothing – the What
1: Derek's saying is there's nothing inherent in the manipulate trait that says you get no. attacked.
0: Well, no, no. To be clear, you could parry in the middle of a room, empty, alone, with no one near you. And then when people shoot bows at you, your AC <laughs> would be higher. <laughs> ding, ding,
2: ding, It just doesn't really...
1: It just remove it, then. Just get rid of it. It's, just, it's, now, a, okay. it's a wasted, now, wasted, now, wasted, wasted now, space. Now, that's a great point. Overcomplicated. So, I feel like these so, podcasts are just us shitting on like, a game Bob really likes.
2: Well, th- to be fair, actually, I think you guys enjoy it, too. Um, uh. And you guys wouldn't shut. <laughs> yeah. No, you wouldn't shut on if you if you, if as, you really as long as long like been said when
0: Derek doesn't like something like how often do I talk about video games? We, we actually had this never. exact conversation did, right. online. Yeah, never yeah. because I don't like them, and so There's I'm just no like, reason to talk about it. And it's like, oh, did you see the thing? They're like, yeah, I look cool, whatever, you know. and that's it. That's all I have to say about uh, it.
2: Again, I, I don't have much. Well, I also
0: get frustrated because I I
1: want to I want to understand why
2: why you want to take it apart and look at the how the workings. I,
1: you know, I think, and this was the point I was trying to get to. I think that. They tried to describe everything and they made this massively complex thing and they have a lot of, you know, big software engineering, right? A lot of edge cases, right? It just they just didn't get the testing off of it. The other problem is, is listen. It's, it's hard to QC a giant book like that. Well, well and, and there's a there's a major flaw with this, right? I can really appreciate the inherited trade approach. I get why that's good from a systems design. The problem is this is it's not going into a processor. It's going into a human being. So you... A player right. and a DM yeah. have to remember your trait tree inheritance yeah. to play yeah. this game. It doesn't just well, auto-jump yeah. Let, up. Let's <laughs> be exactly. clear. Let's
0: be clear. My number one most uh, hated thing about any role-playing game, okay, is if I am using something, a monster, a feat, or whatever. And it tells you to go somewhere and if else. if I have to yeah. look anywhere else in that book, yeah. I am
2: upset. Are you okay with the trade off of maybe adding 200
1: pages? No.
2: Then how are you supposed to do it?
1: Just play fourth edition. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to play fourth edition. I'm saying you
2: got a 600 page rule book, all right? Or yeah. let's say the bestiary, and it says everything about the monster right here. If,
0: a beast, if, if I pull, pull a great example, I flip open to did a. We did ran- last night looking at a boar. Yeah. If, I, if I randomly flip <laughs> open to a bestiary monster, yeah. okay, it's going to tell me a bunch of stuff. Yes. And some of that stuff is not going to be described. Yes. It's going to be an in index. Somewhere, yeah, it might have spells, right? That's and I have to, to look them book. up somewhere. I could be using bestiary too. Now I have to look up the spell in the CRB.
2: I, and as I said, are you okay with adding uh, a lot more pages? No, because they're going to they're going to have no. to make it bigger. No, just make the, the mo- monsters better, the
0: monsters better and easier and faster to work. It doesn't. You're have, talking yeah, about simpler, yeah, or better, simpler and better at the same time. I'm okay with that. Yeah, what the what the hell are we talking about here? Like it's un it's on because again, whoever's designing these games. Is like, are they designing them with the idea that people are actually going to be playing it, or do they just assume everyone's going to like play Fifth Edition and they design the
1: books and they go, well, no. actually, Fifth Edition pisses me off on this too because they do the same thing. Oh, like that's true. You do. have to go reference a spell.
3: Yeah,
0: I they, hate uh, looking yeah. up
1: spells. I hate having to flip through books. We're not
0: all on, you know. Maybe this is their subtle way of pushing everybody to D and D beyond, and maybe and Pathfinder yeah, Nexus
2: BTTs just do it for you. Yeah, but it's like I.
0: No, that's not acceptable. And even inside of a VTT, it's like the other thing is spells are pretty complicated. Yeah. You know? Like, even if you – our players play at our table. They have their spells printed out on cards or they have them sheets of paper. You've been a spellcaster. Yeah. It's tough. Do you know what I mean? There's, There's the range, the targets. The spell, I tried, the DC. To, I tried
2: to write it all down, that little thing, right. and you were like, no, just have the book open. And that's, by the way, a player who's <laughs> playing the same
0: character right. over and over and over again, who's had hours and hours and hours so to look at these spells. You will memorize your spells okay, at some point. Who may have cast the spell five or six right. times already.
1: You're, you're the you're DM. The, you're showing up. You're like, you're I the, wrote a random counter. What is this? Okay. Well, random encounters don't exist anymore, but <laughs> that's true. Uh
0: if you're the DM and but you're sitting, should. You know, if you're the DM and you flip open the book and you're like, okay, cool. Well, this uh, devil flies down and you're like, he's got like seventeen spells. I don't know what a single one of them does.
2: Not to mention some of them are custom. And you're like, so let me um I don't even know what book this spells. Flip right? through
0: here. All secrets uh, of magic it's horrible. This. Just
2: horrible. Horrible way to design
0: monster. Also, what's the average life expectancy of a monster? Three rounds. rounds. Three, four rounds. He doesn't need 17 so if spells. If you would have asked
2: me that before I started playing, I would have said he's he'll cast almost all of these. That's why they're there, right? <laughs> right? If I'm looking at a monster, and I've never played before, if I just showed this to whomever and said, okay, look at all these cool spells, he going to be like, look at all this cool stuff he can do. He's going to do all that? Nah, he's going to be dead in like two or three rounds, or he's going to kill them in two or three rounds. I'd be like, well, then why does he have 17 spells? Good question. I mean, I get, the, I get you need flex and variety, but 17's a little Whatever. I mean, I was just looking through Monsters of Myth, and there was one that was uh, like almost two pages of stuff, (laughs) so it got a little complex. (laughs) Right. And for what? What?
0: This is this is the theme of this comp. You know, (laughs) for what?
2: What for? What?
0: What is all of this adding? How does it make it better? I get where. Hey, I'm playing Fifth Edition. I've got to like level three or four. I've made my path choices and. I don't really get to make any more choices. I'm going to level up. I'm going to gain some more hit points. My proficiency bonus will very, very, very slowly increase. All right? I'll get a couple of ability score increases that can take my ability scores to 18. And maybe, maybe if my DM is playing with feats, I get to make a couple of those choices. Don't play with feats. Okay? So I get we're going to Pathfinder 2 and going like, hey, every level, you are going to get another thing, Pathfinder, uh, a D&D 5e, you get your skills at level
1: 1 that's it and they never go up it's a downtime action to let you know play mother may i have to dm the training yeah i
0: i I wonder how many fifth edition dms actually you know really do follow those rules but i think it takes like a year yeah it's like a year to get a training but (laughs) my point is in pathfinder 2 you're like cool i level up i got a class feat i got a skill increase i got a general feat i got a skill feat i got an ancestry feat i got four ability boosts i get new abilities for my class like i get it that's I mean again, it's a game. I think that's important. Yeah. Games games should have things for you to for you to jenga, yeah. you know, I want to customize you, my guy, you know, and it, and it makes your fighter barbarian very different from anybody else's fighter or barbarian. I mean that was kind of the crux of my problem from earlier in the show. Yep, yep. But okay, I get that. But why all this other stuff? Why is it cuz we've been playing, right? You were new to fifth we're new to fifth edition and yes. then we joined Pathfinder 2. Yep. And you've played Pathfinder 2 with a group who are fairly new with the exception of Tim. Two role playing games in general. You, your brother, Nick, Rory. Originally, yep. I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong here. You have had a hard time.
2: It, it took almost, I would say, eight months to really all of a sudden start to feel like a click. Like all of a sudden, I, and there was a point. I don't know when it happened, but I was like, oh yeah, I'm certain. Well, I'm, let me I'm back feeling up. it. Yeah. Well, I'm, let me, let me, let me. But not the beginning. Uh, let me throw you a curveball. Oh boy, what if you said it clicked after
0: eight months and you it finally a got it? What if you weren't running a Pathfinder 2 focused YouTube channel? Do you think you would have even, do you think it would have taken a lot longer? Do you think part of the reason it clicked is because? I think because we would have house ruled everything.
2: (laughs) It would have been so much faster. You guys kind of house ruled a lot. (laughs) Uh, Our
0: Pathfinder 2 is way more house ruled than almost anybody else in our our Discord. Fair point. Um, We have a lot of house rules, actually.
2: Fair enough. I, I don't know. I, yeah, you probably you probably un- infrequently drinking more. Like I would probably forgotten more and it took me even longer to realize. Right,
0: drink. I mean, and we're talking about static abilities. We always talk about deny advantage all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you were in a fight versus a pack of ghouls, all lower level than you, and they were uh,
2: tearing you up. Yep, and I just sat there and went, "Yeah, I don't remember exactly." Wh- what I'm looking at, right? And, not, by, and by the way, clicking, and
0: that's another classic example. Lots of lower level ghouls all attacking them. He forgot about deny advantage, so they were all flanking him. He was getting hit. People were getting paralyzed left and right. I forgot about incapacitation. Of course, did. <laughs> so like, because again, there's nothing, right? Whoops. There's nothing in this. There's nothing in the trait that says, hey, this doesn't work on characters that are higher than fifth level. Yeah. Right. It doesn't say that. It just has. Incapacitation, right. written in this tiny little box is. written above it. And you you have to, like, you know.
1: Actually, you know, I haven't really thought about that either, not incapacitation, in but like, yeah, you get a feat choice every level. Mm-hmm. And right into the, the game, that's at least 20 things. Well, no, 34. Is it 34? Well, because you get, so you get a class feats, you skill get, feats. You get 11 class feats, ancestry feats. Yep.
0: You get 10 skill feats. Yep. You get. Five Ancestry feats, okay. you get six or five general feats.
1: That, those are all things you have to remember. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, and the only way you remember them is by playing over and over again, and that's why I'm saying it takes a while for me to click. And it's I like making choices.
0: I mean, look, I like yeah, our I, channel, when we played this game, I could have played 5th edition, I could have played yeah. Pathfinder 2, I chose Pathfinder 2, and yep. I chose it for a reason. Yep. Right? Um, I, I get bored playing 5th edition. That's just my personal take on it. I like to make a lot more mechanical well, the funny choices. Thing is,
1: like fifth edition, really like is emulating those older style games, right? Because like getting basic and burst and second, you yeah, choices to make. You got spells if you're a caster, right? That was it. Yeah. I mean, I do feel like I do
0: feel like fifth edition players would be much more comfortable playing an old school renaissance game. Oh yeah. You know, playing BX or something, uh, than a Pathfinder Two character yeah. or a player would be because they're like, well, where are all the where are all the choices and how do I get to make all these I mean, decisions? The transition I there
1: it's is. It's a nice break for the mind. Well, that, <laughs> you know, I think that's one reason I like fifth edition more than Derek does. Is like, you know, between this channel and running a game, sometimes I'm just like, man, I just, I don't really want to talk about some meta components anymore. Well, that's my point. It's like, right, you just want to play. I I'm, just want, oh, that sounds great. Advantage. Yeah. I'm playing,
2: <laughs> I'm playing two Pathfinder games and I, sometimes I jump on the community games. And if you're telling me, like, yeah, we're going to play old school, you don't. We're going to theater of the mind. Well, that, that's one of the reasons like, I wanted
1: to do that. Is I just I needed to balance it a little bit because I am just like this is this is a lot. Is and a I fun. had a lot of fun playing
2: theater of mind My, a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. Playing theater of the mind or playing basic, both. Both, I guess, because we played
1: those together, right?
0: Because I think theater of the mind, Pathfinder two, would be a lot different of an experience. I don't know if you can well, really. It, Jake, yeah.
1: That's uh, that's Jacob's main game is theater of the mind, right?
0: Uh Jason.
1: Sorry. Um, oh, Jason Bulman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Knights of Everflame I Yeah. I think yeah. That's the theater, theater of the mind. I don't even know how you do that, in Pathfinder two. And still have it be like Pathfinder two.
2: Yeah. I mean, I and that's saying I like minis. I like seeing terrain. I like all that dwarven yeah. forge. I think it's all super cool. And at the same time, I think it's also cool to describe it. Yeah. In theater of the mind, like sneaking up behind the guy, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna cut him because I'm the assassin. Gotta and cut him. I'm gonna slit his throat, and then I'm gonna put on his gear because that makes sense because I'm so much more involved in what's
1: happening and I
2: feel like you get removed when, Every when time you talk sort about
1: there. that session you sound so excited. I'm,
2: hey, when you tell me when you ready to run OSR, I'm ready. Like I'm here. The the
0: thing is, the thing is is like um theater of the mind requires okay, I'll, I'll Pathfinder 2. All right. And even to a certain extent 5th edition with its it does have feats and abilities sure. and something like that. Those games those tabletop role-playing games are a lot more like a movie or a video game. And I don't necessarily mean in the way that you're playing the AP and it is this cool build-up because that's that's an adventure thing. Mm-hmm. This is a system thing. And what I mean by that is it is a very passive form of entertainment. If you build a 10th-level barbarian and for Pathfinder 2 and come to the table, you are mechanically going to be making – six or seven class feat choices. You're going to have all these different skills, which some are going to be better, some are going to be worse. Your character's going to be like, oh, and I have the feat that lets me do this with the thing and I'm going to have this cool ability that lets me do this with the thing and I have a skill feat for medicine. So my character's kind of a healer. It basically forces your character to be uh, interesting and to have definition and to have cool things about them. If you take a 10th level, 9th level, 8th level basic D&D character which has nothing on it, and you put him in an adventure, the only rules in the game are for like swinging your sword and attacking. And it's like, roll d20, do d8 damage. That's it. That's like the only rule in the game. There's nothing else. That means that if the game is to be interesting and the game is to have all that cool stuff, you, the GM yeah. or the DM, the players, you have to make that all happen. I, I think that's the idea. And, and I think I
2: it ju- forces you to do it, which is a thing that I'm not used to, and it and it brought that out of me.
0: But it, 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 some sometimes
2: you're like, this... Right, because it's very easy if you
0: slip up and you just kind of revert to a, yeah, we just go in there. I swing, they swing, we swing, I swing, they swing, we swing. We're just spamming, rolling dice, and it's like after a while you're like, and then you're like, we go into the dungeon. Okay, we go down twenty feet. We turn. We open the door. Okay, we search for secret doors. Okay, there's treasure. We take it. Like it can get very boring mechanically because there isn't. You're not including those extra elements. So if a player isn't sure, you would. Die before then, if that's how you played it. I don't think so. I think I think I think we overstate the deadliness of those games. I'm <laughs> I mean, about
1: to find out. That's I don't know. Um,
0: like, especially if you actually use. They did have rules about like what constitutes a you know challenging. If you're encounter. being
1: that nonchalant, you're you're gonna you're gonna get killed. Um, because a lot of, of how that game works is you know, you're not making these constant save and throws and skill checks, right? Like if you're just yeah, I just walk in a room. But and I'm not talking about the I'm not talking about like the challenge
0: of the adventure. I'm talking about, like, boring because what you're doing
1: is boring. Uh, you're, like, also attributing interest to characters, which we just spent time in this podcast talking about how the characters are effectively not unique because but you no, can just go and remake no that character.
0: But no one thinks that way. What when people look at a character, they think it's cool because of the feats and the
1: stats and the magical items on it. Yeah, but what you just described for Pathfinder Two reminds me of like you know cookie cutter WoW talents. Every warrior is the same if you're rating because this is yeah. The but set people you still love raiding. their fucking warriors and WoW. Well, well they, they be, love my, their
2: because, where because they made
1: them. Yeah, they're not attributing it to like my character's interesting because of the talent choices I picked, which yeah. I didn't even pick. I, I don't think. Any,
2: I don't know. Well, some people think AZ is, is cool, but I think AZ is cool because I created him. I don't know. If, yeah. Else, I don't character, think characters are cool because of
1: the feats they. Yeah, pick. no one cares. That's the lamest thing.
2: Yeah, but I, I think they—they they think it's cool because what I've done in the game exactly. which would be the same 100%. thing as
1: OSR. But what I'm saying is, if
0: Pathfinder 2 didn't have feats, no one would play the game.
2: They they just I
1: just think play that's a different, different for a reason, though. That's yeah, that. So a what? Game. What
0: would be the, what's the reason?
1: Well, I would, don't think it's because like oh my character F2. is so unique because I picked the exact same feats everyone else picked. What I'm
0: saying is that in combat. Azius on his turn can do a silencing strike and then a whirlwind strike and then a sudden charge and it feels much cooler and different to him and other people at the table. If you play basic is true. and you just play it and you don't put any extra effort into it, your game will consist of you moving and just attacking. Because the rules th- mean, there's that they're telling us. Now true. if you take the extra step because you have an active and involved player and an extra involved, and Bob goes, No, okay, I'm not, tr- I'm gonna try to sneak up on this guy, and I'm gonna slit his throat, and then we're gonna surprise these guys, and maybe we'll throw flaming oil first and we'll 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 assume there's no rules in basic for
1: assuming a formation and using you know what i mean like you're like mixing a lot of different things on one concept here your statement before was about making a unique character which is nonsense in the game that there is nothing unique about it right like everything's a choice there's nothing that stops me from making corwin right now correct or making your character bob Mm -hmm. right uh, so that's one aspect of it, and I agree. Playing the game tactically is fun. That's the reason, like Gloomhaven is a great game, right? Mm-hmm. Or like Descent, because it's fun to tactically play these games. It's fun to choose these abilities and play it, just like in World of Warcraft. Cool, you are a frost mage. That's fun. I like the gameplay of that, right? Right. Oh, you're a fire mage. Cool. You like procs. That's awesome, right? I get that, but that's different than having this unique character, and somehow you're translating that over into, like, like, this is why basic is boring, because you don't have feet, so therefore you're going, I swing my sword. I'm saying
0: basic is boring unless you are doing more. Unless you're playing the game. Correct. But people don't want to play the game. They want, to, they want to turn on the
2: remote. They oh, want to P- sit. You want to say people now. Yeah, they because just want to fu- sit back and they want to go. Okay, well that's. I want to be okay,
0: entertained. So you're making, okay, I okay. got this. That's, is a generalization okay. about
1: yeah, yeah. the. Now I understand the unwashed masses. I'm, yeah, I'm not maybe the people who are playing basic. That's why they're playing basic. Well, no,
0: but I think that part of the reason why some of if you read a lot of story, we've talked about this before. Um, you read like some of the early stories of D D, and it's like you know. Oh yeah, we just went in there and we just killed everything and then we left. You know what I mean? Like I think I think there's a fair number of people that did play D&D that way. That's sad, <laughs> you know, that you I don't know if that's I mean,
2: possible. I played one part of a thing and i thought it was awesome and i still remember it very vividly sure but <laughs> i think more than some of our AP you know stuff. i think there's a lot of people who
0: played old school DD the same way that people used to play like really old computer game which were just hack and slashers. Mm,
2: i don't know about i feel that. Like that but that's that's that i feel like that's a personal thing but i i would agree that nowadays if you took a bunch of 5e people they might just go in and say well we, we attack them." PF2, we I don't just, know, we, 5E we games. Just, they, maybe. A lot we, of people play that
1: for I mean, the Bob's narrative number, and the story. Bob's and, number
0: one. Well, cause that's a whole separate cons- constitution. Well, you no, know, but,
1: but it ties into this, right? Because they're well, not no, just going to sit there and be boring and go, I swing my sword, Bob, I swing my sword. I'm ba- very boring.
0: That, that was Bob's number one complaint about 5th edition. When he played it with his party, when he played it with us, he's like, yeah, I hate 5th edition. It's like the combat starts, people move once, and then it's I swing my sword, I swing my sword, the monster attacks you, I got, the monster attacks you. I was you. asleep.
2: Not to, but, but. To the other Because point, they though, looked
0: into the book and the book just said, swing. You have attack. That's your action.
2: And, and, I, and I was playing with a bunch of new people. Now, in right. PF2, so these, this I is, is... an unbiased sample of just new players. Mm. But in PF2, to do the same thing. I don't describe anything. You're like, You just said it, like, you got Silence and Strike. I would just be like, Aziz goes up and silenced and Strikes him I'd be like, All right. <laughs> like, it's there's no flavor. But in, in Theater of the Mind, and you're talking about like a basic game, there's nothing there. I have to say it. I have to tell you because you don't even know. What I'm doing? Well, what do you mean silence? Strike? What does that do? So oh, uh, what's I'm going to so do? So let me explain,
0: let me understand this. So in a game where you literally have different mechanical <sighs> abilities, you don't describe it at all. But in a game where every attack is the same, you would describe it.
2: I I have to, <laughs> or it's, I mean, I don't know. I I had to go and describe how I was going to get the as this thief. How I was going to go up and get kill him. Sure. And Aaron was expecting. Well, no, you were playing. Sorry, you were expecting me to. Derek was expecting me to tell. What do you mean? Oh, I'm gonna sneak up to him. Well, let's try to get I, behind him.
1: I, I do think there is different modes of play in basic and combat is designed to be fast and throw dice. Which is fine. Which is fine. Yes, and that's the tension of it. By the way, is well, the odds are not really in my favor, more or less, and uh, this is risky. And you know, yeah, you don't really need to overly describe combat because it's just like hitting the attack tables until one of you guys dies.
0: Unless as Ben would say you have bows, in which case you can apparently make like four attacks around before the enemy even moves or something. But
1: Ash, Well I don't even I don't know anything about this. I mean right. bows are great, but uh but outside of that, there's basically rules for nothing. Correct. Yeah, there are no there's rules for so nothing. So you have to describe what you're doing because Derek isn't gonna look at a rule, he's gonna make a ruling. Right. And that's what I I I think that that
0: concept has been um Bastardized in modern day games, where the role of the game master, the dungeon master, wasn't to ignore rules. Right, their job was to be like, "Hey, if there was a rule for everything, number one, you couldn't make a rule for everything. But if there was a rule for everything, you'd end up with a six hundred page. Right. track. You'd end up with a six hundred page rulebook. All right." Uh, and wink, at the time, I it Wink, wink, wink. Yeah, at the right. time people were like, "What? No way!" Right now, you've seen the basic rule book. Yes. Right now, imagine throwing that down in front of your new players. No, I have. You know, it's like ten pages long. How did you do that? Oh, 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 oh! No, no, the basic, I meant the I
2: threw the PF two in front. No, I meant, I meant, I meant
0: the, the nineteen eighty <laughs> little red. <pamphlet. laughs> I think that's
1: considered assault in some states. <laughs> the It'll, little red pamphlet.
2: Yeah,
0: they'd be like, "All right, let me take a quick glance." Right. Seems good. But the problem is that game.
1: To be good, needs a good DM. I think it needs a good DM and good players. It need, needs both. I would actually say most games require good players. I think, Pat,
0: the success of our channel suggests that you do not.
2: <laughs> well, I would think that 5e and... Our players are not good players. Well, I think 5e and PF2 allow you to, to, to just play, like pick up and play, where I think before you've always talked about to be a good uh, player you needed a good DM back in the day and then to even think about being a good DM you had learned from a good DM or you played a lot.
0: Right, but I also think you had to be a better player.
2: But I think now you could just jump in and play.
0: I'm talking about back in the day. Yeah. Because now as a player, if I show up to a game and, I mean, again, our players in our Knights of the Last Call table, love them to death. They're not great role players. They're not describing their attacks. They're not doing anything that's like, really super pushing the limits of creativity interesting what they're doing is they're selecting one of the abilities that's on their character sheet and double clicking it
2: and to be fair that's because three out of the four people i don't know about matt but they all play video games true and they're big video game players And that's how you play video games i select this feat and then i press click 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 w-a-s-d w-a-s-d <laughs> right that's how i played heroes of the storm
0: that here i was gonna say it's like it sounds like you're describing heroes of the
2: I'm storm Just take the feet yep, 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 yep hit him hit him that's what i'm doing Right. And that's how you play D&D or and, Pathfinder too. And that that's not how I play like an old school BX or something 4th edition again just I'm ready to play 4th.
0: <laughs> let let us know uh you well, know we, on the cha- we on might the
1: sp- need a oh yeah. Sorry, <laughs> change games.
0: Uh, <laughs> are we going to 4th edition or not? You know, the, the beauty of the podcast again is that we only have the the 100 or so people, 200 people that listen to the podcast are uh are are definitely our more hardcore <laughs> group they understand here that you know, like, look, no topic is uh, is off limits here.
1: But I, I do think we should run Bob through a fourth edition game. Maybe, maybe some AK. Yeah. That could but, be fun.
0: But, like, yeah, to your point, right? You Now, here's the thing. For better or for worse, Pathfinder 2 allows you to play this game like a video game. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I'm going to double activate. I'm going to activate my athletic skill. I'm going to activate my rage. And then I'm going to activate my shake it off. And then I'm going to activate my strike.
2: And that's why it translates very well to BTTs. Perhaps. Like you said, there's there's traits within traits that just auto-populate because they're built like computer systems. And so therefore on a VTT, I'm just click-selecting feet, a feat, I roll my dice, and it does everything for me.
0: Right. Whereas in basic, you would have nothing. that You would not have You would no skills. You have no feats. You have you. You have just a sheet with a hit point total on it.
2: An index card.
0: <laughs> an index card <laughs> with a hit point total on it. And it asks a
1: lot of the player. Yeah. To uh, make the, – the, oh, you want this game to be – What's that saying? When you're playing basic, the answer isn't on your character sheet? Right. Right.
0: Whereas in Pathfinder 2 – The answer is only on if your character you sheet. Go back and watch the tape. Go back and watch some film. All right? When the shit hits the fan, the first thing everyone does is start shuffling through their character sheet.
2: You have to. What, what, what do I have? What do I have? Yep. What kind of, you're like, oh, yes flying? Oh, I think I have something for this. Right. Like, I have to look through everything.
0: So it's it's very – It's a very in-the-box way of thinking. But what it means is two things. Number one, the game says, look, you don't have to be creative and thinking of things, right? Just choose a feat. And then it also says, but if you want to do more, you're going to have to buy this next book. (laughs) Because you can't come up with it yourself, (laughs) clearly. You're not capable of that. (laughs) We know that. I mean, your generation raised on... Netflix and YouTube and video games and iPads. Like, TikTok. what what possible chance do you have of being
1: actually a creative thinking individual? By the way, if you're one of the uh, people listening to this on YouTube, make sure you hit like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, right. That's
2: right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if people on YouTube actually, they, they probably don't listen to this on the Spotify.
1: I don't know. Uh, also, we do not mean to insult your entire generation. No, I mean, oh, I, I, I am that generation. Yeah, but so. I'm like, I'm insulting the guy right to my <laughs> yeah. left here. And I'm not insulted because
2: I actually think it's a detriment or a crutch of myself. And you know that I am so addicted to technology. And I mean,
0: you can't even play our D and D
2: game without doing
0: a puzzle uh, when you're playing on a virtual tabletop. Oh, uh, and that's because my ADD is so bad. I agree, but there's a yeah. lot of people with ADD yeah, that's so bad. Yeah, and so like to ask them to sit down and like hunker down and really focus and think, you know, um, and do all this stuff in the theater of the mind, it's it's a big ask for a lot of people.
2: But for some reason, and I think when I'm at the when I'm at the VTT, there is that. I, I can get away with it or something like I'm like twiddling but when I'm at the table I don't know if it's just cuz I'm surrounded by people and I feel very more I feel much more immersed sure. in the thing or in the game but I am like right there like I do I do much better in person than I do with the VTT Oh well
0: VTTs I think make it very easy for people to be you know browsing Reddit when it's the other player's turn and yeah yep. Yep. you know d- Doing memes in the channel, you know, while I, I built minis while we played and puzzles. Well, and the VTT. And the
2: VTT. Yeah. yeah. I can't do that while I play because I'm, I, I'm like so immersed, except for people with dice roll because I love dice rolling. So, like, anytime like anyone's rolling dice, I'm always, I'm paying attention usually. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I'm getting off topic. Though there is no topic.
0: There is no topic. <laughs> there is no spoon. There is no topic.
2: I like how we prepared topics, or we looked. I thought, thought we outside. were on topic. We were on topic. Oh, I, I don't. I didn't. know. I thought you guys like looked at topics. I don't even know if we've covered one topic.
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> well, we, Derek asked for a list. I put a list together. We didn't do anything with it. And Derek said he had a list. And yeah. then he has this notepad over here, which occasionally he <laughs> writes on, but there's nothing there. It, if we
0: come up with interesting topics to circle back to them, but we've Got actually it. done a good job
1: of staying on topic.
2: I mean, the only thing I've ever wanted to talk about um, was uh, I wanted to talk about last time, but we we kind of went on its own thing, was always, um, because you guys are such old school players, is playing evil characters. Mm. Two, two we things. haven't done that much. But, uh, yeah. Two things. 20, 25 years of playing, we've never really had an evil party. Two, yeah. two, two things. One playing evil characters, and yeah. one playing uh, ancestries that are evil tropes, like uh, a goblin. That are
0: I, I don't like either of those. I know so. you don't.
2: My brother, I, just te- I texted him their other day, said, hey, we're going to play a campaign when you get home, or uh, a one-shot. It's going to be awesome. My brother likes playing with me, especially for one shots. And he was looking through Path Builder, just looking through stuff. And he's like, I don't want to be evil. Can I do some cool evil stuff? I'm like, well,
0: I don't think you're supposed to be evil. No, the the problem is is that 95% of people who choose evil choose it for the wrong reason, yeah. which is to be a troll, yeah. which is to be in a nuisance, which is to be like a dick.
2: Oh, I yeah. think he just wants to like do the evil type stuff, like now, the spells. Now, if, that
0: being said, if you wanted to legitimately be evil in the sense that you're like, my character is selfish, my character puts their needs, their wants, their desires over others, including potentially members of the party, then that, I think, is a different conversation. But that's not what most people want to do Correct. with evil. Oh yeah. Like well, for example Tro- well, For example, in the warned. most in the recent Wheel of Time um YouTube series, you could argue that in the beginning of the game at least, uh beginning of the show, Matt Cawthon was I evil. I didn't
2: watch last night's episode. That's okay, I okay. didn't either, but okay. was evil. Yeah.
0: He had no compunctions against stealing from a member of his small knit community.
1: Well, it- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: And even evil characters
1: have social relationships.
0: And they also, they're also, they're like, for example, there's it's totally reasonable. It's like, hey, you're an evil character. You're like, yeah, you know, I'll kill someone if I need to. I'll steal from someone. It's like, oh, so we, you sell your, you know, your sisters into slavery? Well, no, I would die for them. Right.
1: Well, yeah, likewise, like you can that. have an evil character who does steal and is selfish, but doesn't, like, screw over their friend.
2: Yeah, their family or their... Exactly, their, their, right. Th- th- now, to their be fair, are, like, alignment...
0: Well, alignment's going on is on the way out, so it doesn't really matter.
1: You think you think Pathfinder or Pazio will follow suit?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, probably. I, I do think that alignment doesn't matter as much anymore, anyways, because yeah. we just the games are very different, and we don't, you know,
1: why even like because it used to be like spells were typed against well,
0: alignment. Spells were typed to alignment, and the reason alignment existed was so that, ironically, you know, there is a lot of criticism about the sort of murderous behavior of, yeah, murder of hobos murder hobos yeah the reason alignments existed was to give you the freedom to go indiscriminately kill things and take their stuff yeah it, for, for example yeah, with no hard feelings and here's what's this is why role-playing games are the hardest games in the world to design and i feel my heart goes out to everybody in them these conversations have not come up ever even once in any video game or mmo that's ever been created No one ever sheds a tear for the fourteen trillion monsters or mobs, or Uh, you know that Pepsi did,
2: or was it Coke? What the commercial?
0: Oh, that that. No, I'm not. I'm talking about together. Yeah, that was like they were like online battling thing. No, I'm talking about like in an MMO. There's some dungeon where there's like. Oh, it's the dungeon and it's full with kobolds in the video game. And I have to go collect their ears and their yep. faces and then skin them alive so I can bring them back to some dwarven yep. pelt headler. No one ever thinks about anything like that. You're like, no, these are mobs. We just kill them and they're dead. And that's how D&D used to be. You didn't, like, think of these things as creatures. They were monsters. And, and to get around that, you gave them an alignment. And alignment said they are evil. And so if you did have any sort of moral compunction – you got assuaged by that because you said, well, they have the illegal alignment. Yeah, you're no a big hero. Hero. They were chaotic, you know, or whatever. They were a force of darkness. And thus killing them is a good thing. So don't worry about it. Right? In a video game, they don't, people don't even think about it. You don't question it once. In tabletop role-playing games, people did. They introduced alignment. Well, now they've gotten rid of alignment or they're moving away from it. And everything is now seen as a much more, you know, uh, nuanced way, which is fine. But that
1: really makes the game a lot harder. Well, to play. Yeah, like you're you're playing a low level Pathfinder adventure and you're gonna go stop the evil trap of goblins and two of your PCs are goblins.
2: This is this exactly what happened.
1: And I guess like well, you know, well, how's that different than like oh it's human bandits? Well, yeah, no one cares about human bandits getting killed by humans. Right.
2: Yeah, I guess it doesn't. Well I guess it's so it's just so I mean I I I'm used to video games, so I'm just like, Yeah, we're gonna kill the baddie. Like it, it told me he's a bad guy, I'm gonna go kill him. Um, but well, yeah, my brother tears. wanted to play an evil character. I, I guess I, I didn't dive deep enough. What, he's, what did he mean by that? Like, I don't think he's trying to be a... Oh, he's my brother. He, he might be wanting to be a dick. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I just didn't know. I, I, I know you don't like playing goblins, but he obviously... The first thing he did, he's like, yeah, I want to be a goblin. Because they're they're usually evil. They're, they're, they're different. I want to be different.
0: Yeah, there's a strong desire in role-playing games, yeah. which has existed for a long time. About people who want to be the outsider, the unique snowflake, the anti-hero, you know, the, you know, I've just never, I've never been a big fan of that trope.
2: I, I, I I like villains in comics a lot, so I, I would think that it'd be cool to play one, but then it's like you're playing the wrong thing, I think. I I, I don't know. Yeah.
1: So, Villains are usually more interesting. I'll I'll do the race one first, because I think it's easier. I care less about that. You know, I'm, I'm probably more of a Dritz fanboy than Derek is. So the concept, you know, I don't. Taking an evil race and playing it as a heroic character, like I'm typically like, whatever, I don't really care. That's fine. You know, it could be interesting. Um, evil alignments, regardless of race in general, my usual rule is don't pick evil. I consider it a advanced player option, meaning you should be an experienced player to play that. And the reason is, is because. Um, you know, I think an anti-hero character is cool, a character that is evil but, again, is working the party. And, and look at superhero shows, look at uh, TV shows, right, books, you know, uh, where villainous characters legitimately team up with the party because yep. it's in everyone's best interest to do that. And those are actually some of my favorite episodes because mm-hmm. they're really cool, they're, right? They're like, very entertaining. Seeing the bad guy, like, sorry, my headphone uh, gets messed up. Uh, seeing the bad guy kind of team up with the heroes, you, you almost like you, you you look forward to like their redemption, right? Like turning new leaf because oh, this is such a great you know bromance here or whatever, right? Like you want to see that. Those are those are awesome. And so, a player who has that skill and can do that, that can be a really rewarding experience at the table. Now, to Derek's point, a lot of people don't pick evil for that reason. They pick an evil because they want to sit around and shit on their party members, and that I hate because at the end of the day, here's the thing: this is this is a role playing game. I'm fine with tension in the party, but. At the end of the day, you took time to get away from your family, to show up for six hours to play this, right? You know, let's say Derek's DMing. Derek's, you know, put together this adventure. He prepared for it. So he spent, you know, as much time as he's going to spend in the session, outside the session, getting ready for it. Everyone else drove, you know, 45 minutes to show up here, right? Someone bought pizza. We're sitting down. We're sitting there to play. And now one player is just going to make it about them and kind of shit on them? No, this is a collaborative experience, right? And it's one thing if everyone's like, yeah, this is okay. I like you shitting on me, Bob, right? You know, whatever, fine, then do that. But if it's just one player trying to be a dick, then go home.
2: I got a question then.
1: What does evil actually give you? Like, what does it actually do? Like, that's my point. It's a system of belief. That's all it is, right? So my brother's saying he wants to be evil. I'm like, what does it it actually do? Here's what it means.
0: It means he can take what he wants when he wants. If he thinks it'd be funny to set someone on fire, he can set him on fire. That's what it means. So well, well more specifically, I didn't know
1: if it, did it give you like spells? It gives no. you nothing.
0: It gives you nothing.
1: By the way, a good character can do these things, right? Alignment isn't a straitjacket, you know. And nowadays, well, I, second, there not, hasn't been a penalty for alignment since second mm-hmm. edition. Well, I
2: thought when we played PF two uh, Abomination Vaults, I had joked about raising a skeleton. From the ground, because I thought it'd be cool to have help. And right. you're like, that's an evil thing to do.
0: No, we just talked about this on the spells on our live stream, which is that there is nothing in the game that tells you that that is an evil thing to do. Right. Oh, well, then
2: I want to do that. <laughs> right.
0: It's just that it's an evil thing
2: to do.
1: See, that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what does that mean, though?
2: But, I, but I'm but i saying, like, what if I'm using it to defend? Oh, no, no I'm, What does that mean? Uh, I'll give you a good example.
0: Imagine you had a spell yeah. that caused someone to die by exquisite pain. Like, it tortures them to death, right? Like, they they get to the point where they start, like, begging people to What's that Harry Potter thing? Cruciatus There you go. That's what I'm thinking of. Where, like, they they pull out. They start looking around for, like, a dagger so they can slit their own throat because the pain is so unbearable. I mean, you're going to cast that on a monster when you're... Monster's bad? Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, that's...
2: He's evil. It doesn't matter what I do to him. That's not how it works. But, so, but, so, but let's only, so let me get matter. this
0: straight if we go to let's say we go to war you know with another country you you think that we should be like ex- torturing people and mur- you know?
2: Oh, that's the thing about evil evil uh, alignment. Well, that's because <laughs> those lot... people have their own and those are called war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> then, so yeah. basically,
0: Bob's a war criminal. Right. We've learned no, this today. Uh, no,
2: because th- there's a different perspective in war. It's like they think they're also fighting for the good. And, and no, no, no that, that's not...
1: actually a war crime. And there's a thing called the Geneva Convention, and right. you can't oh. just go and torture I mean, enemy I mean, soldiers. I mean, I mean, who, who well, you...
2: that's because they're they're actual they're not evil, right?
1: If they were. Yes, oh, evil but, alignment goblins, I can just go kill them anytime. Everyone's getting rid of alignment. So. Oh, that's
2: that's the point. Oh, it's, it's the draw. They're
1: fine. Only right. some of them worship an evil spider goddess. Right.
2: Yeah, that's that's what I was like wondering. I'm like, You shouldn't even know. be
1: killing these people. You should be letting them surrender or beating them unconscious.
2: I tried to do that once with a goblin. Derek was like, You do know he's probably just gonna run away and like get a bunch more goblins and kill us. I'm like, ah, maybe I should kill this goblin. <laughs> no, they should get a free trap. <laughs>
0: Right, you're not judge, jury, jury, and executioner. What gave you the right? Oh my
2: gosh! See, now you're just confusing me. <laughs> I don't know what. Well, no, you know what? So are a lot
0: of people. Yeah. Okay, because it's difficult because you're like, this is a game. Everything in this rule book. I'm just
2: trying to relax and have every- fun with my friends. <laughs> exactly. Everything
0: in these games, everything in these rule books is basically like, oh, grab your sword, grab your spells, lock and load. Let's go kill some things and take their stuff. Well, the moral implications of that, especially when your opponents aren't are intelligent.
1: That's not. That's murder. Yeah, and, and here's that's the thing just called murder. The, the one thing in fantasy that was actually kind of like what defined fantasy was this black and white good evil spectrum. It was it was a hard good and a hard evil, right? Lord of the Rings is a great example. Mm-hmm. Orcs are irredeemable. This isn't this isn't like opinion. Like they they I guess in, in an analogy would be they have literally no soul. They are incapable of taking a good action, and so it's considered right, by a good creatures they have language they have they're they have, sentient they have they're sentient they're thinking they creatures they effectively don't have free will they cannot choose good right and so it's considered a good action to kill them as a mercy because this is a living creature who is incapable of choosing good and so putting him to death is the, the merciful o- thing to the do the only outcome yeah you know Mercy for them, mercy for the people who would have suffered by that. No, yeah. well, like, that's second, fantasy. The second part is, in Lord, of the, Rings, of, in the Lord of the
0: Rings, no orcs are getting jailed. No. Well. You know? When the Rohirrim catch up with those orcs on the plains, those orcs, what, what were they even doing? They're just crossing the Rohan it's lands. Man in their own business. Right? And yeah. then the Rohan come in, they kill them all, they put them in the big pile, and they burn them. Yeah, you can't, you can't, what uh, re- Was it, rehabilitate an orc. Yeah, no. Right, exactly. Um, and vice versa. You know, the orcs aren't going to you know, unless they're cruel, inhuman masters, right, you know, are going to,
2: you know. It's need, just interesting. Need it, and it just came up because my brother literally was like, can I just can I do the evil? I don't know, I was like thinking about myself, what, what does evil what? give you? Well, that's my point. But I thought it was like, oh, there must be some spells or something really cool yeah. you want to do that People evil allows. People look at
1: alignment and go, cool, I'm evil, so now it's okay if I do this. I just feel like you can be a neutral, like they, neutral
2: character and just be a
0: dick. Well, no. Like, they want to do <laughs> stuff like, for example, like, th- I'm, I don't – I mean, I know your brother – Pretty well. Yeah, they want to do stuff like you know. You're in the end. You're like the you innkeeper. Have any money on back there? I want to take it. I can just take it, right? I can just take. It. That, I'm that, evil. But uh-huh. that,
2: is that evil? Yes. Yeah. No evil. We said was black and white. Hey, Bob, evil is irredeemable. If, if I
1: stole your money, yeah, would that be a bad and selfish action?
2: Yes, but you're just a misguided soul. <laughs> right, but that's so still actions you can could have it, But like you said. Uh, a person like an orc
0: what kind of person steals from another person
2: someone that's misguided
0: no someone that's evil
2: no that sounds like now you're talking about lord of the rings no but an no. irredeemable person that has well no but your, be brother really said, okay. Okay. your brother so, said. your so. brother said i
0: want to be
1: evil what does that even mean
2: that, uh, well i don't know that answer that's why i was asking i thought maybe he so alignment was is
1: the general overall core beliefs of a person and that's separate from their actions it typically guides their actions. okay okay So, for example, you could be. This is this is the one we like. So, if
2: someone was not evil and they stole, you'd be like, you can't, you shouldn't be doing that because you're. Well, there's two ways to think about
0: it. Does do you have an alignment? Yes. And then you are, you have to play that way, or do you play a certain way? And that's your and that's your alignment, right?
2: So, if someone was playing that way and they were stealing,
0: yeah, you would say, hey, what's your alignment? And you're like, oh, I'm neutral, neutral. Like, no, I think you're neutral evil. What, you, you, don't, like, you don't care about other people and other people's property. You're just doing whatever's best for you and whenever it's most convenient.
2: Okay. That's interesting. You know? Well, this just makes me think about how I want my brother when he comes in and he starts – he does this all the time. He likes to
0: – I mean, the biggest problem with evil alignment – let's take a step back. We're not just talking about evil in a metaphysical sense. Mm-hmm. We're talking about playing a role-playing game. Yes. The biggest problem with evil alignments is role-playing games are a collaborative party game. That means you have a team. Having selfish people who only care about themselves and their own interests Doesn't in any work. team, yeah. whether it's work, military, or an adventuring party, is usually a bad recipe. Yeah. Because they are going to screw people over. They are going to, you know, not do their share. They're going to put other people at risk over them. They are going to take things that aren't theirs. They're going to hide yeah. treasure and
1: loot from other party members, right? And, and that's why you need an evil character who's willing to put that aside for the, the greater party. good, well, not even greater good or for They're his great. for like, his interest. The best things for me is to help this party succeed. Yeah.
2: See, it's funny, is my brother also likes playing the support character, so I just didn't know where he was coming from for, with this. I don't know if it was like a thing like he should probably have a conversation. Well, we, we have to before you know? we start the campaign or the, the one shot, but but I mean, I think the it biggest, came up and I thought about yeah, it. I think
0: the biggest problem is that role playing games are about um uh group dynamic, yep. yeah, and and having selfish, evil people in your group is usually a bad recipe no matter what the case is, Okay. correct? Like, if you're on a softball team, okay, and like the 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 there's a guy at first and a guy at second and all you need is like a single, right, to to get the scoring run and this guy goes, "Dude, no. I got to go for that home run so I can get my record, man."
2: Mm. There you go. You hit me in the Evil. heart too with the baseball. The references, <laughs> you know. He's like, like "What he, a dick! You, you take one for the team. You lean into yeah, the pitch or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Let yeah. that runner come in." <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Exactly. And he's like, "He's like, yeah, man. But if I get one more home run, man, I'm, I'm, I'm leader for the thing. So I'm swinging for the fences." And yeah. he just goes big. And he goes, "You're like, but the team? What about the playoffs? Yeah, what seen about seen the poke. thing?" And you, he's like, "I don't care about the team. I'm here yeah, for me. My record. My record. My contract. My contract. <laughs> right? I'm going probably going to another team next season anyways. What the fuck do I care about this team?"
2: That's the evil player on the mm. D&D team. Okay. Not a great thing. This seems pretty easy. I can just tell him not to be evil, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the GM, so... That's right. I mean, it's not like I'm... I, I just always fear, like, am I just being... Because I love the idea of, like, some of the stuff that's uncommon and rare. Like, I get that, like, we shouldn't always be using it. But sometimes it's like, yeah, but some of it's really cool.
1: And, like, maybe I just want to allow it. And co- it's uncommon and rare to let you make that choice correct? As dungeon master, But then
2: I just wonder master. what else should I or should not be allowing. And I didn't know... Where evil really fell
1: like again, new GM. Like, where I don't remember Pathfinder 2 specifically, but in most editions of the game, they say most characters think, can't be evil. Well, twice. I know you're yeah. during
2: your Assigning Tales campaign, Aaron. You had said, like, just don't be evil, evil's bad, yeah, you but let's try to lean towards I, I, good.
1: I I, I'm, I I would do that anyway, but I'm also actually quoting something out of one of the rule books. I just don't okay. know which one. Okay, okay,
2: that's fair enough then. Well, thank you guys for answering that. No, that's fine. Well, this is something that was—he just had mentioned it too, and I'm like, I—I I, I didn't know how to answer him because I was like, I want to allow like a lot of freedom. Yeah, make whatever character you want, you know. But he—I know him. He'll just pick this, this, any this, race, any answer. I'm like, you also are very new, Danny, my brother. I'm like, you should just pick something simple, like a fighter. <laughs> well, Except not because I want my other my other player to re- be a fighter.
1: Remind right? your your players to Derek's point. Remind your players that it's not. They're not just playing a video game. They're not yeah. playing a solo player video game, right? Especially your brother, well, who, uh, who definitely
0: looks at these games like think, a video game. Right? You're got, playing
1: with a team.
2: I got four people that are playing, and I think all of them are huge video game nerds. Well, and
1: it depends on what kind of video game. This Diablo, is like an eSport video Co- game. Call of Duty. All right. So do they ever play together or play with other people? Do they have a set team?
2: No, most of them just join random parties okay, and see? Call of Duty. You up. need to
1: have this conversation with them because they got to learn to work together. They need to have a conversation with each other. They need to value that. Like, like your buddy, your brother shouldn't be asking about evil because he should be thinking about how he needs to support this team. Furthermore, we talked about this with you in uh, our campaign. You know, it's a good idea to have a list of things that you think you were interested oh, in. That's our play, session zero
2: campaign yeah, our but idea. The,
1: you know, they shouldn't be showing up going, here's my fighter. Like, yeah. they should be like, all right, what do we need? I'm interested in a fighter, but. You know maybe we need something else. Maybe we need a class
2: back to all the way to the beginning. I feel like our our party might need a fighter again. So I kinda I kinda hope you play a fighter again because we need some damage.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, you know, we got about half an hour left. Okay. So probably enough time for like one more uh you know topic or something like that. Did uh I don't
2: know if anybody posted anything. I was always checking.
0: <laughs> um I don't know if there was anything that you wanted to to cover, Mr. Smith. Yeah we
1: kinda hit most of it.
0: I feel like we did as well. Um, you know, again, too. I, I would say that for any of the listeners of the show, you know, get get in touch with us on YouTube or the Discord if you're a member of the Patreon, uh, or leave like a comment and a review or rating uh, for things that you'd like for us to really go in depth with. Because again, you know, we can go here for close to two hours and we can just let it let it simmer. You know, we can let it marinate a little bit when we kind of go into these deep topics. So my last topic then is, um, you know, we've been talking about some of this stuff and. I've been in our Discord, and there's been a lot of conversation about uh, books and classes. We said there's already twenty. Is is Paizo producing too much content? I mean, I'd be mean, the big right. We, <laughs> I feel we, like this
1: is almost a moral question, given what we know about their work conditions. Uh,
0: you know, we we've 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 poo pooed on on fifth edition, right, for not releasing enough books. You know, we we always felt like they were really underproducing, in a sense. And then the stuff that they did produce was pretty questionably contented anyway. So it was not always the best stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it generated this huge rise of stuff on the DM's Guild of third party, mostly independent super independent people. Not even like third party, like different publishing houses. Yeah. Just like folks in their home. Yeah, individually. Individually putting something up to DMs Guild and then you know. Kickstarters. Wizards Wizard of the Coast, get, yeah, and then Kickstarters.
2: That's where I buy most of my stuff.
0: <laughs> um, and then you have Pathfinder, and Pathfinder recently launched Pathfinder Infinite, which is their version of the DMs Guild, right, where people can put their individual stuff up there. And I feel like the path, the Kickstarter market for Pathfinder is much smaller. Sometimes you'll see like a little like 5e compatible too. You know, like so, like whenever anybody makes a Pathfinder uh, Kickstarter, they always throw yeah. like a
2: yeah, dip into that they, 5e. They always throw
0: like a thing in the upper right hand corner. That's just smart. you that too. You, 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 you could use that in fifth edition.
2: I feel like you have to. I mean, you can. Or you're not going to make enough money but on Kickstarter.
1: There Speaking have of been which, like, stay tuned to our new 5e uh, podcast.
0: Yeah, there are <laughs> there are so many books. The, and just, I'm not going to lie, like, okay. Well, Are you even including the Lost out?
1: Omen books? The, yeah. Because I mean, there's a ton of core books, and yeah. then Lost Omen is ridiculous. I'm talking ridiculous. about core.
0: I'm talking about Lost Omen. I'm talking about the fact that— They did. They just dropped two. Lost Omen. i I'm talking Omens about the fact that I haven't even really minutes. read, like, the Inventor class. Those, I, the, and the, the I haven't read— The Guns read, and Gears is the one I haven't And I really haven't read into. all the Guns and Gears stuff. I've yeah. read Spells and Magic. And now, then Lost Omens Grand Bazaar comes out. And now Book of the Dead is coming out. And now Absalon just came out. And now something else is going to come out. And I'm like, oh, I'm look, feeling... Dark
2: Archive just released their art today.
0: Yeah. And we've got Dark Archive coming out next year. And it was like. original Thaumaturge and Psychic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That one. Uh, uh, which thom- are on the cover. Not Thaumaturge. I'm sorry. Thaumaturge. There you go. Um, and I'm like. And I mean, Derek's yeah, favorite If psychic. you think
1: Derek pronounced that wrong, please <laughs> let us know in a two-hour thread on Discord. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? You can join the Discord like, well, by becoming a patron.
0: And I, I get concerned for a couple of reasons. Number one, I get concerned just for burnout. But number two, I get concerned. I'm like, is this stuff good? Like, it feels like you guys are. I know you're a small publishing publisher.
3: You're, you don't have You don't have the people in tight hours. You, yeah,
0: you don't have the money, and 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 a lot of your employees were really complaining and had to unionize because apparently it was pretty rough working there. Like, how good? How good? Is the content coming out of your company if if the people are worried about like their safety and their health?
2: Well, my 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 thing comes from just like, a more selfish reason. Let's say like I don't have a lot of money. Really naturally, Bob? No, oh, yeah. I'm a, well, <laughs> Bob, what limit do you think you are? <laughs> neutral, true neutral, chaotic neutral, true neutral. Um, ch- is there cheap neutral? <laughs> <laughs> it's cheap neutral <laughs> there <is> um, now. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't have a lot of money, so uh, but I like PF two. I really enjoy playing it, and I play with the people I play with. And uh, one, I can't play all the dang classes fast enough. Um, but also, it's like okay, the new book came out. Well, I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to be obligated to buy it so that I can stay relevant to what's happening and be able to play these characters or do this stuff. And it's like, well, this is another thirty, forty, fifty dollars I gotta spend every time. Like, it's not a big deal when you're releasing one or two books a year. But you're there. I mean, they're releasing t-
1: two books at a time. Get that subscription discount.
2: Well, okay sure that's a, that's a lenience towards that but or just getting pdfs i guess too but it's just it just seems like it's overwhelming in terms of you're going to have a burnout from players that can't do everything they want to do or they're stopping campaigns early because they want to do something different but also you're like making people feel like they have to buy this to 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 I mean, do something. I don't no know. one's putting
1: a gun to your head. No one is, but you're still releasing all this content. Unless you have guns and gears. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm not worried about it because the guns suck. Yeah, do no damage.
0: Uh, they don't do any damage. But like I just look at a lot of these things and I go, Is this what the game needed?
1: Well, uh, like correct I'm wrong, I look but at
0: Pathfinder 2 and I go, You know what? This game clearly needed more class. Yeah. This game clearly needed uh,
1: uh, a Book of the Dead.
2: No, it didn't. It didn't need that book. And yet everyone's excited to buy it.
1: You know, it well, because needed- we all actually hope it's like the one third edition book. Well, Libris Mortis. Because that but, was an amazing book, it was, but, but it's uh, not going to be that. But
0: Libris Mortis came out seven years in the product cycle True. of third edition seven after they had released you know, a book supporting fighters, and a book supporting cl- wizards, and a book supporting rogues, and a book supporting clerics, and... Uh, a book supporting the other classes, and and it had come out with the arms and equipment guide, and it had comes out with the blah 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 and the blah 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 so blah. Did, did
2: Paisa do this in PF1? Did they released a lot of content too? Yeah. Yeah, it. but Ultimate I feel
0: everything. Ultimate everything, but I also feel like it, they released it, I feel like at like like a slower clip than they've been doing.
2: Well, I thought that was. Is her, that the though. ADD nature of my generation? No. No, I
1: I, I, I think your strategy was that a lot of the PF1 guys didn't convert because of the lack of content. PF2 came out. I've heard that. I've heard that. And, and so, now wait, was. Weird. So, much. Uh, describe what you mean. Uh, there was a ton of PF1 books, yeah. and PF2 wanted that PF1 audience to go to PF2, and the PF1 guys were like, yeah, well, I can't make my because I don't Oracle have a, Gunslinger. I, I need an Oracle Gunslinger. So. Right, and so PF2 was like, So you're thinking they rushed development of- Well, I'm, I'm asking, right? Is that, that is that what we think? Do we think that this is going to be the schedule um, forever? Do we think this is like a three-year plan? Uh, or, oh, or, or alternatively- is it a three to five year plan? Because at the end of the three to five year plan, it's you know Pathfinder three point right? sh- oh, right? Oh, that's coming, Bob. You got to you got to prepare yourself. Well, it always
2: comes, but like, okay. <laughs> and historically,
0: they've come faster and faster.
2: Yeah, compete with that five point five. Well, so five e came out when
0: five e? It's kind of debatable because it came out as like D and D next, but it really like. Launch, like launch, like 2014. Okay,
2: so that's seven years right now.
0: And a lot of people are like, wow, this game has been going on for too long. And we used to theorize it's because Wizards of the Coast had no idea why their game was successful. Correct, And they didn't want to fuck it up.
2: I agree. You, you, you keep rolling on like, a good thing. Right, they they were been, very scared because but they, but they got hey, the ship pushed in What was the difference between PF1 and PF2? How many years?
0: Uh, PF2 came out 2010? It? No, 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 two. No, I'm, one. Sorry, I'm sorry. One. Pathfinder one came out 2010, Ten, and this was 2018. is 2018. Well, fourth edition came out in 2009, 2008, oh, yeah. um, and Pathfinder first edition came out as sort of a response,
2: right? And then yeah. when did two come out, 2018. Uh, Pathfinder was released was to It was a,
0: Pathfinder released tw- 2009, but it really released 2010.
2: Okay, and then PF two is when? And PF two was 2018. Uh, eight,
0: 2019. Eight, 2019. 2019. So eight or
2: nine years. So eight or nine years. So I would hope that I got, like, six six years out of this. hope that. Also, to But be historically,
1: editions come faster. Pathfinder 1 was really just a 3.5 skin, so— Right. They just well, my took, point is I don't want to keep investing the, yeah, they, all my money. Well, then you and should just, not be playing any role-playing game. Well, I don't mind investing money— That's if, why like, people are losing their shit right now. That's you true. You could, you could play 5th edition. There's not a lot to invest in. Well,
2: that's my point, is if 5e people, they had uh, all these years— and they only had to buy a couple of books. Yep. Maybe yeah. some. Maybe some. D D five
1: E came out in twenty fourteen. And most of them you don't even need to buy, right? Like the, uh, if you're not a DM, you don't need to buy the adventure pass. In fact, you shouldn't. Well, yeah. but but like take for example, you know, I I just think this is funny, right? Uh, look at the book you want to look at today, uh, Monsters of Myth. Yeah. Well, you flip through there. There's backgrounds. There's archetypes. Mm-hmm. Players should buy this book. What if you want this really cool archetype? Now, admittedly, it's all free online, but you know, it's not just for dungeon.
0: For monsters. now. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean it's. Um,
2: I, I I just I mean have, a new edition is always going to come. Look, I like playing games. I Like playing games with my friends. Yeah, PF two is right now really fun. Yeah, I like playing that. I just want to invest all my money into something that's going to quickly change. Well, then again, you're playing the wrong game. In
0: fact, actually, there's
2: no game to play then.
0: My my favorite my favorite releases in an edition are usually the ones the that end. come at the end when the developers are going, well, we don't fucking care anymore. Right, then they have fun. And then they it. have fun, and they actually create books and, and stuff. Well, that, what like, happens not, then
2: is they, they just keep playing PF2, like pf ones. people are playing still. We're just going to keep playing yeah, PF1. Yeah, how, how many convert. times have we
1: gone back and played an older edition of a game? Oh, plenty of times. But I, I mean, well, it, that's what's good about having the book. But there is, right, there is a large percentage of
0: the audience, though, that will wait. Like They want to play the most current version of the game. They want to play the one that says, you know, the name on the tin says...
2: D well, and the, the inner,
0: company's backing and support and the camp, you know, and then that way when I like to buy Kickstarters. Well, there's probably not too many PF one Kickstarters happening right now, right? Nope. If you want to be, you know, part of the zeitgeist, part of the Twitter conversation, part of the Reddit conversation, you need to be playing Fifth Edition or, or D D, you know, Or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Pathfinder two, two. Yeah. and and by that I really mean Fifth Edition. Um, and you know, five point five is coming out in. What, next year? Two years. Do well, you think five? they're going to
1: finally streamline well, Advantage? let's be clear. Well, what are they going to do with it? Let's that? be
0: clear, right? It's a given. It's, it's in fact, I don't. I can't believe they're not coming out with a new edition, right? Dungeons & Dragons released in 1974. Well, they're afraid. They don't not, want to lose the 5e D. Well, re- I'm just saying, 2024 is d d 50. Wow. Uh, it came out in 1974, and they announced 5.5 is coming out in 2024. So it is very much the 50th anniversary of the game. So, you know. They wanted to do something. I'm surprised they didn't do something bigger. I think the reason they're not doing something bigger is because they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to. They have no idea why. They know in their heart of hearts. They know in their heart of hearts that the game that they have on the market is very bad for what it is being billed as. And the people who are they
2: making that money?
0: But they're making so much money. They're getting so many
2: new players. Yeah, I feel like Wizards of the Coast is like, yeah, we should do something, and Hasbro is like, no, 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 no. You know, <laughs> you stay the course.
0: <laughs> you know, it's like it's like when you you know you rig something up in your your house and it's working, but you don't want to if you you, you should want to fix it properly, but you're like worried that if you fuck with it, it's just gonna break completely and you're never gonna be able to get it fixed back right. That's the same thing with them.
2: Well, I don't know if people would jump ship. Like, like because the way that people are FIV.
0: look, the yeah, pe- where are they going to go? You know, the people who are playing Fifth Edition, you know, they they want to play these dramatic story games, and Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons is not designed to support that type of play. And Fifth D and D should be a game that has, you know, for example, classic example, in Pathfinder Two, if I asked you what the DC. Was or in fifth edition? If I asked you what the DC was to jump over this cliff, uh, sorry, jump over this ravine or climb this cliff, what would you base that DC on? Uh, the cliff? You said over a cliff? Yeah, like jump, jump up, jump over oh. a ravine or climb up a cliff. The
2: distance, the height.
0: Distance, the height. Re-
2: real factors. Yes. Right. The slipperiness of the conditions. Slippery. Weather. Right. You're you're taking into account all these things.
0: Right. The way fifth edition. The way D and D should make the DC is how important is this to the story? The story, <laughs> right? Then you end up in a world where doing something that's cool and awesome, DC five; doing something lame and counterproductive, it doesn't help the story. DC thirty.
2: No, what you do is you say it's DC twenty, and then you roll behind the screen. And go, you passed. <laughs> it's so crazy. I'm
0: just saying there's there are games, and I'm being kind of like you know a little bit flippant about it, but there are games where the decision making nexus is takes into account the story mm-hmm. like oh the dc isn't just decided on real factors this is a simulation the dc is like let's what is the ambient temperature of the rock what is the what's the what's yeah. friability what's the friability of the rock you know how how likely is it to crumble and i'm like sitting here doing like a geothermic analysis of the cl- cliff face to come up with the dc there are games that go, yeah, okay, maybe you should take that into account. But maybe you should also think into yourself, like, how bad does the character want this? Mm-hmm. Like, how how important is this as a moment in our game? And those factors should factor into the DC. But none of the structures well, of these games take that into account.
1: Again, like, I think you said this. Like, D&D wasn't trying to do that. Nope, it wasn't. Read the 5 EPH page. Uh, yeah, read it. You Actually read it. Or it ta- the DMG. It talks about neutrality. You know, the opening, uh, Mike Merrill's the opening part of D&D, talks about how... Uh, D&D is a great game because of the stories we talk, particularly when the dice have been cruel, right? That's an important sentence in context, because when you think about what he's saying, he's saying, yeah, you guys roll dice, and sometimes those dice sucked, and we talked about how, oh, man, it sucks your character died, right? So think about that, but in a modern context. When they wrote that book, they were like, yeah, you're going to roll dice, and sometimes you're going to win, sometimes you're going to lose, but hey, that's part of the fun of the game. Is that how people play the game today? No. No,
0: no. no, 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 no. So they didn't
1: write the game to be what it is. Like, he went in there going, we're making a Dungeons & Dragons game.
2: Yeah, well, that's my thought. My thought is they they won't, they won't can't rock the boat because they're just making too much money. Well,
1: that's Derek's point, right? Now they're scared because someone took this and used it for something completely different, and they made a lot of money off of that, but they're all sitting there being like, this isn't
3: built.
2: Well, that's what I'm wondering if, like, Wizards of the Coast is like, we need to fix this, but Hasbro Well, no, but I mean, like, I really... no way, we're making money.
0: Well, yeah, but but what they're doing now is the mental calculus of, okay, yeah, we're making money now,
2: Yeah, how do we but make more if we money make
0: later. more money by yeah. releasing an edition and do it in a way that everybody who's already bought all of our stuff has to buy it again, drama. and then they have to buy it again on D&D Beyond, and then they have to buy it again on Roll20, we could literally quadruple our money overnight.
2: Yeah, I don't got the
1: kind but of money to be playing these it games. we can't call it 6.0 because there'll be a riot, so we'll call it 5.5.
0: Yeah, half edition. I mean, sometimes half editions literally are half editions, right. and sometimes they're definitely sometimes not. Sometimes you get essentials. Sometimes you get D&D essentials. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I just think I worry that Pazio is producing too much content. I'm worried that not enough of it is good. I'm worried that a lot of it is forgettable.
1: i got to be honest. I haven't read enough of it to make an objective opinion on if it's good or not because there's so much of it to read.
2: Yeah, I'm behind on like everything, I feel like. Yeah,
1: it is tough. And, and I mean,
2: and I'm trying to read, I just read, trying to read the latest book, but I haven't read Guns and Gears <sighs> fully yet. I just
0: like, I like, I like reading a book and getting excited, you know, and being like, wow, that's like, that's so cool. And that's going to have a lot of implications to my game. That's going to have a lot of implications to my campaign. Just filling it with bunches I, of. I got to uh, be
1: honest, I really feel that way about a PF2 book. Yeah, that's for example, for, you know, so, so Derek and I had a little experiment, you know, naturally, like, in the morning last night, right? Where, where, you know, we were talking about Toma Battle. And, uh, you know, it's great because we were book reading Book of Nine the, Swords, Toma Battle. Yeah.
0: Third uh, edition we're, book.
1: We're, we're reading these powers. And, you know, Derek was reading the ninth level powers, right? And we're like, oh, this is amazing, blah, blah, blah. Like plus 100 damage, you know, straight out kill a guy, you know, like just really cool things for your Marshals, right? These we're, are martial characters. Right. Sounds sweet. Well, we were saying Bob would love these powers. That sounds right? sounds sweet, and we were getting excited. But then we checked ourselves, like, okay, okay, that's ninth level. Let's look at first level powers, and they were still really cool. Big damage hits, buffs, make your sword burst into flame. Uh, I think there was a heal in there. You know, like yeah. really cool, very thematic, like, and felt like crunchy and powerful. Right, really exciting stuff. And then it's like when I flip through a Pathfinder 2 book, and I'm looking at spells, I'm looking at feats, I could be looking at a level 20 feet. Uh, you know, we were talking about the ranger the other day, right? Look at that level 20 ranger feet. Your penalty is less. At last, three years into this campaign, my ranger, who started in a wooded village, at last now faces his ultimate foe, the red dragon, destroyer of worlds. I have my ultimate power, my capstone ability. My penalty has been slightly reduced. I'm still worse than the fighter, but at least now my attacks are slightly improved. And by approved I mean only slightly penalized as I go into my final confrontation. Normally
0: I would have minus two penalty to attack on all of these, <laughs> but now on some of them it's
1: only minus one. So are they trying to I have too- a forty five percent chance to strike my ultimate villain.
2: Are they trying to keep it too grounded? I don't know. They they I mean, got, you, they you, got you really scared anime. from Pathfinder
1: One.
0: <laughs> oh, I definitely hate anime, but they are definitely trying to keep it grounded, but I think what they're really trying to do is keep it keep it in the lines. They don't want things to get out of control.
2: Yeah, and by the controlling that, are they keeping it too controlled? It could be like As one could argue Bob, that
1: people it... play role playing games to get out of control. Well, that's my point. It's like you're just trying to have fun and just kind of go right. crazy. Right.
0: right. Which is why my general stance for many, many years has been, uh, when you're level one, you're level one. Yep. When you're level five, you're like level six. When you're like level ten, you're like level twelve or thirteen. When you're level fifteen, you're pushing twenty. Yeah. And when you're twenty, you're pushing thirty. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should feel right ridiculous. You should be ridiculous. Also, too, because it's the
0: high you get, higher level, I just pour it on more and more. The game's gonna end soon. What do I care? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Keep up in the stakes. It's like that last day in Vegas. Whatever
2: money I got left,
0: man, we might as well spend it. <laughs>
2: You know? I dedicated this money to gamble. <laughs>
0: yeah. And so it's like I'm like, yo, what well, Derek, you're gonna you introduce that feat, you gave him that magical item. That thing is so busted. I'm like, he is eighteenth level. <laughs> the game is literally gonna only last maybe a few more sessions. In fact, by giving him that busted magical item, it'll it probably last important. even less. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>? Very true.
2: <laughs> He's gonna be one shot and all Good, we can play a new adventure or
0: play that other book that just released. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, that's cool to me. I I you know, I
2: I mean I like content, I like books, I like stuff. But like I can't keep I can't spend a lot of money on it, and I can't keep up with it. Like, if there was a little slower pace, I feel like I could read more and keep up with it. It Just feels like it's a little, a little too much. You don't require any of these books. Mm -hmm. Correct. I have the core rule book. I have the GMG, and And you have the
1: the class book for whatever you want to play. Yep,
2: I should be fine.
1: You know, and 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 I actually am fine. I technically could
2: play anything. And with just the core
0: rule book, you could play a unique character once a year for the next twelve years.
1: And never play the same class. Yeah. Yep. And you're not running a, a Pathfinder 2 game yet, are you? or are you going to be?
2: Uh, I probably won't run my own until uh, summer of 2022. So when you start to summer. run a game,
1: if you're running a grind, Lost Omens, heavy-focused game, some of these books may appeal to you. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, then you don't need Lost Omens
2: books don't appeal to me too much because I, I more care about like what kind of monsters am i putting in a dungeon that I'm going to eventually create. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Bob has this hard on for monsters that I don't understand.
2: I mean, it's hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just look at the best year and I'm like, these are so cool. I want to play with these things. I don't care so much about what's going on I, in listen, the I, Lost I'll Omens. The I care monsters, about this cool monster.
1: The monsters are way cooler than the PCs. I, I mean, there's like, some of them. I mean, yeah.
2: I would love the face of Jabba Walkie. Jabba Walker, Jabba Walkie. What? What? Why?
0: Why do you want? to? Because it's ridiculous. Here's what's crazy. it's me. so that's, crazy. That's the thing about Bob that is interesting. Bob view because there are there are monsters I read and I go, you know, I think that that's an interesting monster. Doesn't can't like Bob. It's very clear. He always says, "It'd be so cool to fight that thing. It'd be so cool to face that." Like Bob is very much like he wants to be fighting it. Mm. Yes.
2: It's a very weird. I don't understand it. I think if you told me tomorrow that we were gonna make like level twenty characters and we're gonna face Tree Razor, I'd be like, D- yes. So we sit down, we and play, we get, and we killed.
0: And it, well, no, it's probably a balancing counter. We probably kill it in two, three rounds.
2: Well, yeah. everything's two to three rounds. Like why? That's what I'm saying. Like what? Uh, well, what I, is it? What is it in your mind? Is I happening? Know. I I think it must be more epic because. <laughs> Maybe maybe it's maybe it's the adventure more about getting to him. You know, like I think about now the dungeon. Now, that's a more
0: sensical thing, but well, I've never heard
2: you say that. Well, before. I think about the dungeon that we're creating in night school uh, on the YouTube channel. Yeah. His idea that we're going to work with this dungeon, and then you're like, yeah, level like whatever. And then like, yeah, then we fight a dragon. <laughs> like at the end, because there's got be the to be end. a dragon at the end. has to be a dragon. At the end, because that's what's cool, and that's what's awesome. I want to fight the big baddie. I want to get there and feel like I worked my way to fight him. But I want to have so an let me epic. Get, let me get this straight. Encounter, your reward, even
0: if it kills me. Your reward for going through the dungeon is you Death. get to fight something big. I mean, it's, this is a very video game thing.
1: It it feels like a very video am, game. Yeah, fight the boss at the end. It feels, exactly. Vi- i am come uh, from Diablo. Uh, uh,
0: member of our Patreon, Vin, a big supporter of the show, big supporter of uh, of the patron. Uh, he talks about it all the time. He's like, if there's not a big, bad boss at the end, what are we doing here? That's it's like a possibly I, I, asshole I, conversation. Yeah, I, I don't even want to play. That's what I mean to get like, along. He's like, I only <laughs> want to do it for the big, he, big boss at the end. Hey, Rose, yeah. I need you
1: to go and kill this man, Bill. There is rumors that Bill is possibly an asshole. <laughs> you must smite him down.
0: You know, good enough for me. Let's do it. Yep. And then Bob's like, as long as Bill's a bad guy. Three years <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, like, what? What? I don't know. That is a very that may, it must be a very video game thing for me.
2: I, just, I mean, to me, there's an adventure. Yeah, I, well, I, hear, I think there's like saying. a book. There's an adventure, middle so and a boss.
1: I can't get... judge Bob on this because I love Final Fantasy fourteen and you're in a done, Bob. You would love this game, right? Because it's weeb, right? Is it on the PC? Yeah, it, it's super weeb. So well, lots said, of explosions. You have to colors. pay money every month. You, you, it, every yeah, month. Every month.
2: What do you mean every? Why can't I just buy the game?
1: Because it's we're gatekeeping. We're gatekeeping all the the free cheap MMO people out. <sighs> so if you want to be part of the. Online weeb community, you gotta pay cash money. Well, yeah, well, I need a that new job. <laughs> yeah. Need another job. Well, anyways, for more patrons, <laughs> you know what? Doug, Bob, I got some you you going to watch streams, right? We go through this dungeon, right? And every dungeon is is like got its own like like orchestrated soundtrack, and like these aren't like Dungeons and Dragon dungeons. These are like hallways where you fight everything climatically in combat, right? And then you have these bosses. And at the end, there's a boss who gets a cutscene, right? Yeah. So, like, like, it cuts and it's a sweet thing. And then, like, his name shows up, right? With a title, nameplate, yeah. name right? And he roars at the party. I feel it. You know? And then it cuts to the party, and the party's like, shink, drawing their weapons, super cinematic, right? And then it has his own music. You have this awesome battle. He's got custom mechanics that have literally nothing to do with the game, right? Hey, I got all these powers. What does that have to do with this fight? Nothing. It's just, if you stand there, you're dead right oh yeah, oh dude some of these fights man they're awesome right you'll be finding this huge guy like like massive right uh, his his like ring his was his, uh, uh, a block to attack him right his his physical space is like the entire arena like you can stand in the back and you're wailing on the guy and you're, like like they'll literally like, punch through the floor the floor explodes you're falling there's this one fight Bob where you're fighting the guy as you're falling in a tornado this all sounds amazing. It is amazing, right? Yeah, and, and, and then you you destroy uh, it, and then it cuts to your party like flourishing their weapons. <laughs> I wish
0: I wish we Quest were complete. I wish we were in the video because Bob's face is just like He's so grinning right now. ear to ear. And i this over, all
1: sounds
2: amazing. And I'm over here
0: just shaking my head, rolling. How does that? My not sound eyes. awesome. It does not sound cool to me at Fighting all. Fighting
2: in a tornado. Nope. Nope. Okay. Did you like when Gandalf fought the Bal, uh, Balor when he was fight falling? Balrog?
0: You mean you Balrog? Mean, oh no. Like actually no.
2: I thought that was so cool. He's whipping him. He's grabbing onto him. They're falling I, I, to their. I like the, this I like pit.
0: the. I like the part where he said, "You know, you shall not pass." Yeah, and I like that too. And the bridge broke. Yeah, and I like that's that too. All, and that's, that's the cutscene. That, that's all that happened. they like, oh yeah, that's a good wizard spell. Break right. bridge. Right? Why is, two just Just Stone shape. Just eh, <laughs> sever the bridge. No, it was ridiculous. Yeah,
1: ridiculously awesome. No. Super yes, he's like falling. And he catches like, the sword. Okay, okay, okay. And the sword well, no, speeds no. him up. I'll go
0: for Lord of Rings. Best, thing, best decision Peter Jackson ever made was in the final fight when uh, Frodo and Sam are going to destroy the ring in order to distract Sauron and Sauron's armies. Aragorn leads the Men of the West along with you know Gandalf and Legolas and Gimli and the but leads them to the the mouth the Morannon the gate into Mordor yep, yep. in order to distract them and it's a suicide mission. They can't win. They're outnumbered twenty five to one. In the original movie, <laughs> Peter Jackson had like the eye of Sauron looked down on the thing, and then there was like a it like beamed in an image of Sauron and then Aragorn like
2: fights Sauron one
0: on one.
1: So you know the scene where Aragorn's yeah. getting his ass kicked by a troll?
2: Yeah. Well aren't they like surrounded yeah, all sides? Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. surrounded by
1: all sides. Yep. yep. That wasn't a troll originally. They replaced oh. it. It used to be Sauron, and then they made it a troll. That was whooping Aragorn's ass.
2: Why wouldn't they make it Sauron?
1: Because that's stupid.
2: Why not?
1: Because that's stupid.
2: That sounds even better. No, my God. It's so
0: bad. And Peter Jackson. <laughs> what? When Peter listen, Jackson saw listen it, if he
1: had made that movie after The Hobbits, it would have been Sauron. That's
0: true. Because Sauron realized he was like, no, that's dumb. That's not what Lord of the Rings is about. It's not about fighting a final boss. The final boss is, does Frodo? Friendship. Is friendship. Does Frodo have the the strength of will to to throw the bringing the doom. No, he didn't. All right. Return well, gun.
2: me and Vin have a different idea of right. what a final boss right. is. So yeah, right. So here's what happened.
0: Here's what happened. If, if Bob wrote Lord of the Rings, Frodo goes the dragon in it Frodo. at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Frodo goes into Mount Duke, Cracks of Doom, and he's got the ring, and then Aragorn shows up with, with the Gandalf, and then Sauron emerges from the lava like, beautiful mortals, ah, oh, you cannot beat me. And then they have the epic fight, and they're like running on the walls, yeah. jumping off. <laughs> Legolas is like body surfing on Sauron's I mean, face. Legolas
1: is already anime. Yeah. So. well, wow. I like
3: anime.
2: And
0: everything about that sounds horrible.
2: <laughs> I and, and I don't know. All that sounded great to me.
0: Yeah, it sounds horrible to me.
2: So, you know, I think... <laughs>
0: I think that I think that, that that it's so weird to me how that is it must I it has to be an anime thing or a video game thing. I think it's a I think it's more of a video. And that's why final Fantasy XIV is double ridiculous Correct. because it's anime it's video, anime, video, video, video game. game. Yeah. Well, that's 2 hours guys. All right. So, All right. um we're going to probably uh cut it there. Um and we have uh, I think we've covered everything I wanted yeah, to Yeah, and
2: if you're in the Patreon or the Discord, you know, we can uh if you ever want to like write your questions in I mean or topic ideas um yeah, I mean, Aaron and, and Derek, I'm sure, will be happy to like, discuss some of this stuff on the podcast Yeah, if, they don't, if they don't already answer it yeah, on the Discord. That, that's the
0: problem. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you're not a member of the Patreon. Part of the problem is we're so responsive on the Discord and to our patrons that a lot of times these questions just get discussed.
2: Yeah, there's like a three-hour conversation until two all, in the morning. Yeah, already you can happen. ask the
1: questions on a Friday night before we're filming the podcast yeah. because we're busy playing a game on Friday. Right, but we can't so answer them. We won't answer them. That's actually them. a good point. That's yeah, actually yeah. a good point. point. But, uh, you know, but again, uh, we're really having a lot of
0: fun with this format, and uh, we're very happy for the views and, and listens. I, hopefully you appreciate the long-form content, the ability to just kind of sit back with us for a couple hours. And, uh, you know, I'd like to I'd like to get these out more often, maybe not once a week, but maybe once every other week or yeah, something like that. two times a month. Two times a month seems reasonable. But, again, let us know. Leave some ratings uh, on your favorite uh, podcast app that you're using to listen to this, um, and uh, we'd like to, you know, keep it going.
2: Or join the Patreon, join the Discord, and... Tell us directly how you feel.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of The Late Night Show. Um, On behalf of uh, my, my guests and myself, I'd like to thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time here on the nights of Last Call.